Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy, your host. It is April 1st, and, uh, you know, I'm, I hope nobody's playing pranks today. To quote the housewives, who we will talk about a lot tonight, not the time, not the place. It, it's, it's kind of more like the April Fool's of it all is that, like, it's April Fool's and, like, we're stuck inside. The flowers are blooming, the birds are chirping, the sun is shining. Those are three things I do not care about. But all of a sudden I feel, I don't know, like I'm a person who would do a whole host of things I would never do. Like, I hate laying out in the sun. It's so boring to me. You want me to read a book? Like, if, if the glare is too harsh that I can't see a screen, count me out. But I would do that. I would go to a music festival. I'd stand in a line in, like, a crowd. I'd wait for something. I, I, it is wild how even, like, us introverts, us homebodies, like, I work from home all the time, but not having the option makes a difference. And I know I don't need to complain to you guys. Uh, that's why I'm trying not to talk too much sometimes on the podcast, because depending on which day you catch me, I'll be saying something very different. Today, uh, I can't decide if I'm in a bad mood or I'm just really full. Sometimes it's hard to tell. I think I'll, my favorite, okay, this is sad. My favorite sandwich place, because of all this, uh, closed down. So the day they closed, I went and got like quarts of soup. And it's called nacho soup, which I can't imagine is that healthy. And I've just been like doing like a cannonball into like nacho soup every day. Just, you know, splish splashing in my sorrows. Um, because I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, it's so funny too. listening back to this episode today. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. We were so young, so naive, so optimistic. I cut it, the part where we talked about coronavirus out because we, this was three weeks ago. It might've been a month ago. It was the week before things really turned and we weren't that worried about it yet. Uh, or at least I wasn't aware enough to be like I, that we would be in this position. Um, and we're like, yeah, you, you going to Danny Pellegrino April 1st? And I'm like, yeah, I'm co-hosting it. And I, like, I was really excited about April 1st because Danny had a live show in Chicago and I was going to do it with him. And um, of course, it got canceled. I just got the alert on my calendar. It stung a little. It's hard when you really look forward to things. I know we're all giving up tons of stuff. And so many of you are still working so hard and I'm not complaining. Rather, uh, it is funny, you know, sometimes things don't really bother you. But then there's like a moment where you like realize you should be doing something else and you forgot until that moment you're like oh man but you know whatever it is what it is uh but it is kind of funny hearing us talk so nonchalantly about all that we didn't know was to come i saved the episode for this week because uh lucy's a bravo aficionado and uh just all around so much fun and i knows even like more than i do about most pop culture things and uh, I kind of wanted to align it with, well, Real Housewives of New York airs tonight. I'm loving Summer House right now. Vanderpump's on. Uh, I initially thought that we I'd see her at Danny this week. And I was like, oh, fun. We can take like a video because obviously I did never remember to take footage. when I podcast with people unless Courtney's there and she reminds me because um, I'm helpless. But uh, that's OK. We'll, we'll hang another time. And um, I hope everybody's hanging in there. I'm working on it. Uh, it's, you know, I think we all feel like every day is a bit different. I feel like that's the, the typical answer. I, you know, at this point, if you're not staying home, I mean, guys, if we don't take this seriously, this is going to be a seriously cruel summer and not the Taylor Swift kind, like the, you know, Kate Bosworth get sucked up in a wave. Now that sounds fun, too. Cruel, 
Did Blue Crush end well? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Ugh, I'd never seen somebody rock a mismatch two-piece bikini like Kate Bosworth in that movie. That movie almost convinced me to stop wearing makeup. Thank God I saw the light, but uh, she was just so natural and beautiful and low-key and, like, surfery, you know? It, it is. True beauty is being able to pull off a board short and think nothing of it, right? Uh, but I just, I don't know, guys. Please uh, help this go by faster for everybody else and uh, minimize contact. Stay home. You all know that. You're smart. You're wonderful. And honestly, I think the punishment for anybody who doesn't stay home is that they have to listen to Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero song Home on repeat. Because remember when every friend group thought that was like their song? Or it's kind of like OAR, the song Home? Real buddy info material to be like, in a thousand years and a thousand tears, I'll come finding my original crew, right? Graduation material. Uh, but Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, that song just like took off. It was kind of the same era that like, don't be mad if these bands are like your life but for people like me that have mainstream top 40 taste there were three songs that trickled into my ethos from the indie realm within the same time period in the 2010s one is home by edward sharp and the magnetic zeros two is uh hey ho by the lumineers three is gautier somebody that i used to know I don't know why I grouped those three songs together. They still often play at weddings or in commercials, uh, and good songs nonetheless, and I don't know where those people are now, but I do know that I struggle with the talking bridge. It's hard to pull off, and I, I would have loved the song Home without, you know, well, uh, when you were bleeding all over the place and I rushed you to the hospital. You remember that? Yes, I do. There's something I never told you about that night. What, you didn't tell me? While you were sitting in the back seat smoking a cigarette, you thought was going to be your last, I was falling deep, deeply in love with you. And I never told you till just now. Like, what? That wishes it was, well, I'm a thoroughbred. That's what she said in the back of my truck. <laughs> just kidding. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. File that next to Honky Tonk Badonkadonk in terms of songs that ruined country music for me and for, honestly, mankind. Uh, anyway, I, I, I genuinely hope everyone's doing okay. The, the remote socializing cracks me up. FaceTime is my worst nightmare, but suddenly I find myself finding great joy in it. I'm doing a Zoom tonight with my sorority sisters. Uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. It's, it's been wild. So I talking to somebody today about how it's like, this has been such a wild ride, but it's also such a slow ride. Can we even call it one? Um, it's like if, you know, I hate a lazy river. You, you know, I don't want to stew in other people's filth. I brought up a lazy river on Insta stories once. Never again. I, I heard some stories. Uh, <laughs> I swear one person was like, yeah, my friend got pregnant because of a lazy river. I'm like, um, whoa, 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 back up. Uh, was she having sex in a lazy river or did the lazy river serve as such a hospitable environment to, for fluids to travel? Somehow it just, you know, it did its thing. I don't know. These are the things you have to, you, you have to, you used to have to read like Cosmo Girl to figure out. I don't know the answers. Uh, but I would like in this wild ride to like if a lazy river also just had like a few splash mountains and then you think you're cruising, you're fine. And it's just like you dip with suffocating speed. And then you like pretend like it never happened only to do it all over. And worse, it's a loop. The nature of a filthy lazy river is it never ends. You have to yourself get out. I for one cannot get out of this lazy river. I'm trying to make it a productive river. 
um, again, this analogy is truly senseless and indicative of where my head's at and why I'm so grateful I'm not speaking to you for uh, two hours today because I have a guest. Between talking about doing a cannonball and soup, comparing this process to a lazy river and a splash mountain, you know, only similar to that of the one in the step-by-step title sequence, Suzanne Summers gets absolutely drenched. She's like, what? And I'm like, you don't go on the bridge outside of the major theme park log flume. Like, have you lost your damn mind? Uh, And then, you know, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero's home is moats and boats and waterfalls. And I don't know. Honestly, times might be so dire that I would go to a water park. And I, I, I hope you know that that is not a statement I say lightly. The, the fact I, I want to hang out with my friends and family so badly, I would even like do so at a vacation at the Great Wolf Lodge, which is essentially a giant virus that is masquerading as a hotel. I just, you know, an indoor water park is just, <laughs> what planet is that not disgusting? Uh, anyway, guys, the next episode, I keep, uh, I, I've been trying to, I have to be like in the right mood to do this one because uh, I collected people's examples of like signs and synchronicities and hearing from like lost loved ones and like they're so beautiful and emotional and, uh, but it's uplifting, it's not sad. So that should be my next episode. And, um, two sponsors pulled out of this one but we do have one sponsor i'll just do it at the beginning uh so we can get out of the way and just cruise through the episode um and if you're in the facebook group or patreon i've been doing like virtual happy hours my sister and i've been doing like up late with kate video chats and this week we're adding in members of the facebook group because we're doing a powerpoint party and a handful of listeners are gonna um present their highly specific uh topic lectures in like five slides or less be there in five slides you know i'm gonna do one too i've been working on it today it's a loose argument at best which is the you know in my book the best kind uh i'm sorry i said the words flow the word fluids earlier i don't i don't think any of us needed that um you know we're we're doing the best we can but anyway i want to thank wink wink is really there's a handful of companies like Wink, HelloFresh, ButcherBox, but they're out of meat that I've worked with that I'm like, slow clap for your relevance, importance, and uh, logistics being up and running and able to fulfill during a time when we need subscription boxes most, right? Wink sends you four bottles of wine a month that they will curate for you based on a proprietary quiz where you're like, they ask you like, do you like sweet or salty? Do you like coffee? You know, all these different things. To kind of gauge your palate as it relates to the, uh, the, the, the bouquet, if you will, of a particular wine. And uh, I just let them pick for me. I never go in and choose. This is something I pay for in full, by the way. Um, and with code B there in number five, which is unusual. I know that, trust me, the codes are driving us crazy. They're all over the place. But B there in number five. You can get uh, $22, $22 off your first order. So I think it brings the total down to about $20, $22 for four bottles, which is great. And they're good bottles. And they work with small batch producers. And um, they uh, have incredible, like, rosé called Summer Water. I really like their uh, Folly of the Beast Pinot Noir. I love there's this, like, uh, cab with a meat cleaver on it. I'm sure that's helpful. Um, and honestly, it's just, like, anything keeping me from going to the store. Um, I, I think you probably have to sign for it, but it's always in my building lobby. I don't know if somebody's signing it for me, so I guess I can't fully say that it's contact-free delivery. 
but I, but I can certainly say it's a sorrow-free delivery. Every time I see the box, I am really excited to try new things. All I want to do is do like a blind taste testing on like Instagram, uh, like IGTV or whatever. But I'd have to open more than one bottle and therefore be risking my quarantine stash. And this, I'm just not in a place where I can do that right now. <laughs> so I'd love to tell you uh, more types of wine. The ones I have now, I am just waiting to open until I uh, need the most, which is probably in about 40 minutes. Go to trywink.com slash be there in number five. And you can use code be there in number five also uh, to get $22 off your first order of four bottles of wine for your monthly wine subscription curated for you by experts. And I promise you will not be disappointed, especially not uh, not in these trying times. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I've been drinking mm, nightly, you know, not a lot, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't usually have a, like a glass of wine every single night. But now I at least have one or two. And it's not like I'm partying. It's not like I need it. Sometimes I drink or eat just to like be doing something, you know? And I'd argue the biggest culprit of weeknight drinking is having to cook. I'm just doing a lot of dishes and like chopping. And it's without wine as my, you know, sous chef, I'd just be too down and out to be a person in a position to be wielding a knife. Uh, that sounded dark, which I just meant, you know, my, my, my knife skills wouldn't be as on point if I was, you know, crying. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is depressing. I need to not be on mic unless I'm like feeling chipper. It's funny when this started out, I was like, oh gosh, I need to podcast all the time. Like pe- people are going to be listening to podcasts, you know, well, we're not doing it if we're at home, but it's, it's so interesting how like as an industry, I think downloads are down like 30%. So podcasting actually isn't the uh, avenue of choice if you're not commuting or if you're not alone. So I've been trying to like switch up the different types of things I'm doing, whether it's the virtual happy hour, PowerPoint party podcast. I want to be here for you guys and anybody that wants the company, but I also understand that audio isn't always the best route, uh, which is a, an educational for me. Uh, in terms of understanding uh, job sustainability and the importance of having uh, different platforms and touch points where you can be available because sometimes one is strongly less desirable than the other, you know? And uh, I, of course, still want to be present in whatever way I can, you know, can be and be accommodating to you guys. And anyway, if you're here listening, I say all that just to tell you, thank you so much for sticking around and still being here. I know that it's not an easy time to be listening to audio. Um, and uh, it means a lot. And for those of you that are looking for even more content and more podcasts and want the company, I tried to leave in as much of this as I could. It's like two and a half hours. And I already did the ad, so you can just cruise on through. It's light and fun. And uh, it's, 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 she's so funny. And uh, it was so much fun to meet her. And we could have literally talked forever. And I did talk to her forever. I have such a hard time cutting off conversations when I'm having so much fun because I so rarely feel like I'm sitting around people that like really get it. And uh, it kind of felt like my own Bravo con, you know, like my own watch what happens live, if you will. Watch what happens five. That actually is kind of cute. I think that's an episode title. I can't believe I've never thought of that, actually. <laughs> uh, but alas, welcome to Watch What Happens 5. I am so happy you're here. Lucy's the best. Thanks to Lucy for joining me. Hopefully it won't be the last time. I don't think I'm going to do a closeout of the episode. I'll just end it when we stop talking. But you can find her at Lucy on the ground on Instagram and Twitter. And she has a podcast as well called Vino Nothing. 
And uh, you guys, if you aren't already aware of her, I know you will love her. So I hope you enjoy the episode. everybody i'm so excited to have on here lucy what is your last name o'connor do you want that out there yeah okay it's i'm <laughs> so i shared too much too fast and i can't take it back now you know i never know because sometimes because you your profile picture is kim zolciak beerman the and lovely I have to change that yeah but, but sometimes i'm like you know i want to keep your identity if you want to maintain it but um, I have Lucy here from at Lucy on the ground. She is like a pop culture aficionado, a curator of memes. She has a very awesome day job in marketing and is like running shit nine to five, but then also like running the internet and the uh, nights and weekends. And I'm like so impressed because you're so active. You're so funny. You're so on point and you cover a broad spectrum, which I love because so many people niche down and I'm just not here for that. And um we just realized we lived in Chicago like super recently and this is way overdue and I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. This is so legit. By the way, I've said <laughs> that 400 times to you, but like this could be your home. I'm pretending like you live here with these mics out all the time. Well, it's kind of like being on Stern, you know, you feel like official or something. Oh, I'm hearing myself differently. Like I I yeah. have kind of like butterflies. <laughs> totally different. I'm just like, wow, I have arrived. I know. It does feel like much more professional and I've I come here when my dog and husband bother me, and mm-hmm. it's like 11 p.m., and I'm just like, hi, everybody. Like, I just pretend I'm some radio superstar. I would record all the time. It's if I kind, had of this kind of great. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's funny is I asked Instagram, like, it, it, what do you want us to talk about? And I'm, and I'm going to go through a lot of them. But honestly, people are very interested in your, like, life. Like, who are you? What it. do you do? And feel free to withhold as much as you want, but um, kind of like, How'd you get to this point in life and what you're doing that's related to pop culture, but also in general? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm sure I'm going to get, when is Bill proposing? Is that, was that a question that you got at all? No. Oh, but I would so relieved. digitally punch them in the face. No, I hate when people ask that. No, it's, I, if I post a ring, like a celebrity getting married and like Katy Perry's face is in the photo, they still think it's me. <laughs> They're like, I thought this was an engagement announcement. I love like, your flower crown. Congrats on the pregnancy. I'm just like, <laughs> nope, not not engaged. Like, we're very happy. Like, thank you so much. Um, no, but I guess, so I've been doing the two years, okay. I think, a little over two years. It was like Thanksgiving time. I was making memes. I kind of started just because I had a blog first. Okay. And I was recapping shows. And it's kind of like in the same way Betches was with the memes in the recaps. And I loved that because I was doing it. I ran a Bachelor Fantasy League out of my office. Naturally. And everyone was like, you know, you're putting it in the email. It doesn't work as well. Like, just make a blog format so we can read this. And I would send out an email to 70 people every week in my office talking about whatever. Very blunt. And so then I just kind of... Then my friends were reading it, and I was sending it that via email. So then I just did it on my personal account. This is my personal account that I just never – like, I don't have a personal account, Mm. which is, I think, maybe the weirdest part of it all because I just combined it all. And I kept – like, I feel like we're different in the sense that, like, you've kept your husband, like, a little out of it, like, stayed to the side – 
Bill had no choice. Like it was, <laughs> and he hates it. My mom is like, are you recording right now? Like everyone around me, which is super annoying. I'm trying to be better about. Yeah. But then when you put it out there too much, it's almost like when Kylie Jenner like shows Stormy and then we don't see her for six weeks. I'm like, no, no, no. I needed some Stormy content. I feel like I right. pulled Bill out and people are worried we broke up. Well, like, yeah. Now, if we don't see Kylie's toes, all 10, we will fear for their existence because they're so famous. Loved your, that's a highlight, by the way. Go see Lucy's uh, commentary on Kylie's 10 toes. Mm-hmm. That, wait, that's awesome. And I feel like the it's good that he's a good sport and like that he's into yes. it. Because I think the, um, like, I don't know. It's just one of those funny things where you almost have to reach a level of comfort with filming shit in front of people. Yeah. That, like, I'm still not there yet. Like, I won't film a selfie in an Uber. Oh, no way. Really? No, I still, I don't take a, like, I show my face sometimes. Like, I still show my face a lot. And a lot of times it was with that um, filter on Snapchat that's the really big mouth. I just feel a lot prettier with that filter. It's kind of a weird, I think, body dysmorphia thing. Wait, the one that's like a Bratz doll or like it's, a Steve Madden like, ad from the yeah. 90s? <laughs> she's just like real big like, mouth, like big eyes. Full mouth. Mm-hmm. Like the, and the high-pitched voice. The, yeah. It, you remember that like mouth on Nickelodeon? Yeah. Like no, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Got it, yeah. got it. So I, that's because I was like, oh, my skin's bad. Or if I didn't have makeup yeah. on because Instagram was so late to the filters game. They really were. Now that those are back out, I'm like, oh, I could show my face again and like, edit this a little but oh, right. I was always because I, if I was laying in bed talking about a show I didn't want to show my face like that I washed my face I was like this is not what people need to see so then I did the filter and it was still kind of surprising when people recognized me even though I did yeah. the filter most of the time I was a little like do I look like that in public You're I love like, it am I gorgeous <laughs> I feel stunning <laughs> in that filter it's it's a problem <laughs> Bill has addressed it he's like if you do that filter one more time like I can't watch your stories but um they're addicting, though. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like a supermodel and with retro cam. I was, I held off, almost like we talked about holding off on TikTok. Yeah. Like, because I was like, I know what's going to happen when I start doing this. And once I started using it, I was like, okay, I have to pull back sometimes just because it looks yeah. so good. It really does. And I think the only, like, I used to be only face, like, maybe two, three years ago. Yeah. Then I switched to only text. And now I do it maybe 70, 30 text face. Mm-hmm. But... I, I click through face stories so fast. The the secret is, and someone had told me this, not the secret, like, oh, this is what I discovered, guys. <laughs> Letting you in on the inside scoop. But people have said, and I do think this is true, especially because a lot of people are watching my stories. If you're at work and I'm posting so much during the day also, to have text on the face ones. So they can mm. still either get some chunk of it mm-hmm. and either want to listen or they got it. Because I do think people are like, skipping through yeah. if you don't put any text on it nobody cares and I've heard people say that who have kids who don't want the volume all the way up right. I, and I'm yelling in half my stories like Bill like my boyfriend will not let me listen to stories in the morning because it's always a screechy voice he's like <laughs> what did you do last night that's you screaming at the camera because you're reacting at the tv most of the time most right? of the time yeah I'm having a conversation with like yelling at them you're so good at being funny like for me to think about a show in a funny way I need to think about it, but you're very good at like uh, being reactionary funny, if that makes sense. And I, not recap funny. Yeah. They're different things. I think, and you've said this recently, that there are so many already podcasts out there that do it so well. We yeah. can talk about Bitch Sash. We can talk about Danny Pellegrino. Like, they're recapping it and also hilarious. Right. Like, not just recapping, recapping, but I got into a habit 
especially when I was writing my blog, circling back to the original question of how I started. Honestly, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we okay. go. This is very unstructured, as I'm sure you've noticed. <laughs> I'm fine with it because obviously I talk and I don't even finish sentences. Perfect. But um, I started recapping and my boyfriend was saying, he's like, you're just telling people what they already watched. And it's a very fine line of realizing you're just, I think it's easier at the TV to be mm. like, what the hell? Like, why did she just do that? Like, why are Carl and Lindsay acting like idiots? As opposed to then when you're, if I have to leave and do it on an episode or do it in a blog, I was just repeating what had happened. Mm. And it gets very hard to not, like, you're. it's supposed to be reactionary. Because most of the time people are reacting the same way you are, or they're going to have opinion about how wrong you are. Yeah. Which we can get into. Yeah. When, when I get it wrong, I get <laughs> yeah. it wrong. Like, <laughs> Got it. Thank you so much, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. It's truly, but I don't get a lot of that, um, but I do think it's a fine line, like, of recapping versus, like, it it was kind of, that's what led into it, and I started the Instagram because I wanted memes to say to my 300 friends, like, I posted a blog post today, link in bio. Right. Which I love a link in bio. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, she can tell. Right. (laughs) You're not going there. I know that. Four views today. Thanks, Mom. Like, so... No one goes to the bio. I've never in my life gone to a bio. I only do, like... Because I sometimes find it easier to go to the bio if I know people are affiliate link. Like, for their blog. Like, if they're on their blog. Because if you click through to, like... Amazon when people are like swipe up and like you can get these sunglasses on Amazon and I click through and then they're not in my specific cart so I have to I know I don't know what it is whose cart are they in <laughs> it's just it's lost in space again yeah. and there's so many carts already out there I really yeah. would like this to add straight to my Amazon mm-hmm. so sometimes I go there to still get their link to be like I got you like I'm still going to use That's your code really respectful I one day when I do get yeah. organized and try to make money, yeah. I would like people to also use my link. So it's, like, it's hard. It, in the world of digital uh, in positions, affiliate links are like, relax. Like it's, if you're mad about those, I can't help you. No. It's like that's the – it's for you – the amount of free stuff you do for people – I mean, if you overthought it, I don't want you to like think you're. No, I'm going to give myself a lot of credit right now. No, you <laughs> you should. And but I also like, I, it's impossible to make money. Like it takes a long time to get there. But you're doing it right by adding value first, because a lot of people just try to make money first. And you need to be like in people's lives and like them have want. them. You're a stop in their day, right? I think what you were saying about the reactions versus the recaps is like really um, smart because. I think that so often the it doesn't land when you go into it trying to do the same thing somebody else is doing. But when you kind of carve it yourself and you're kind of like, oh, wait, me reacting is where I can add value. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is recapping. I like reactors way better. Um, and it's like hard because the more monetize, the thing you can monetize easier is a blog or a podcast. Right. But to your point, like you would also have insane burnout. I kind of worry about show recappers. I'll watch and react, but to write prose about like, then Tom Sandoval dressed like an octogenarian and wore a gray wig. And it's like, oh my God. There are some places that do it so well. And I can think of the articles that like, I love to read. Like Brian Boylan. Right. Genius. Any day. Like he puts it out there. I want to read it because it's funny and it's still reactionary in a weird snarky way that's telling you what happened. But I think because of all that's out there now and not that reactionary is revolutionary like I didn't 
invent some new way to look at it at all. But I do think it's, that's what worked for me. Yeah. And I think it's what could keep me doing it longer. Yeah. And I get like the people who recap it, they do it really well. But I think the space is already like I have said before, like I am not an artist. Like this is not like we're all kind of doing the same thing. And that's, we said this earlier, like we can all have the same opinions maybe even say it the same way. Yeah. And that's just the show. Like, if you watch The Bachelor and watch Twitter go off, everyone reacts with the same meme right. to get that tweet viral. And it's like, everyone thought of that. That was right. everyone's first instinct. I think you're, uh, what you do well is, like, the spectrum of shows. Because I think that people, like, it's hard to keep up with everything, and it's hard to do it all in real time. Mm-hmm. But you're, like, on it. Like, do you prioritize, like... I got, is it when you can watch it or are you like, I got to go home and like watch this? I got better because I was really like, I loved being in the, I feel like Facebook groups kind of died down a little. Like I loved being in like Whispering Aileen's and like being in a thread and talking yeah. to people about uh-huh. it. And that kind of died down a little because I was like, I have to get home because they watch it live and I like to watch it yeah. live. I now, the only time I have to be home was like Game of Thrones. Like I wasn't going to be out and have someone message me yeah. that Cersei died. Are you Stassi? Like, all she talks about is Game of Thrones. No, I'm not. I spoiled Game of Thrones. Like, I made a meme and was so drunk. I made a meme, posted it, went and, like, recorded a drunk podcast with my mom, came back and, like, didn't really think about the fact that, for some reason, people weren't watching the penultimate episode to Game of Thrones. And people were like, you spoiled it that Stassi died. I was like, oh, my God. I've gone viral. Like, I never had more likes or more comments on a meme. But because people, and people wanted you. me to end. <laughs> and my mom, like, who would wake Bill up in the night, like, come in, she'd be like, is it over? Has she shut down the account? And he's like, no, she just deleted the meme. Like, I think you both are panicking that everything's over. But I, like, things like that, I w- had to watch live. And yeah. I feel like Housewives of New York, I'll want to watch live. Who right. doesn't? But I prioritize it. I don't know. It's really hard for me if I fall behind on something then it's a problem. Like, yeah. OC, didn't watch one episode this season. I didn't watch OC or Dallas. And then I went to BravoCon, and I knew I hadn't watched any OC, and I felt like an infiltrator. I was like, I'm a liar here, like, amongst people like, who are dedicated. Bronwyn, I loved your... Thi- Whatever. No, I knew I didn't like it. I knew I was like, okay, Brownwin. Like, I know I'm Team Vicky on, like, who are you? Like, yeah. You came in too hot. Right. But otherwise, I mean, it just depends. And the ones I really like, like... If I'm home, I'm not out a lot. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, it looks like I probably am, but I'm out on the weekends. I'm making brunch memes when I'm not at brunch. Like, yeah. Bill's like, people think you're an alcoholic by how many, like, headed to brunch memes <laughs> you make. And I'm like, most of the time I'm not there. And he's like, as I, I drink. It's easier to be, like, a little bit a caricature of yourself at times. That right. almost helps with, like, a little separation from your actual life. Yeah. Um, there's so many things I want to circle back to. One being BravoCon. Let me write that down. Um Okay, so I want to talk about, like, some current shows happening right now and then, like, some more, you know, I say nostalgic, but it's, like, you know, recent 10 years because my relationship with Bravo is, like, I'm kind of old. Not I'm kind of, like, my knowledge base is so thorough in the classics, Mm -hmm. and I'm really hesitant with, like, more recent seasons of Housewives with offshoots of Housewives and it takes a lot more to get my attention the older I get. And if I'm like you. If I get behind, I'm done. Yeah. And OC lost me, and they just lost me. 
Um, New York will never lose me. No, never. Um, Beverly Hills, I'm probably good there too, to be honest. But yeah, I I was not happy with them last year, but yeah, like, I'm right. here. I'll stay. Yeah, like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. I feel uh, like the recent. I don't know. It just. Something about right now, Bravo, maybe it scares me. Maybe it's just like, is was it a trend? Like, will it die out? I don't think so. I just think, I think this last year, I think most people, I posted once, like in the middle of the summer, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be honest, not watching. I'm not watching anything. And I'm disappointed in myself, but I feel like I have to be honest with yeah, all of yeah. you. And people were like, I'm not either. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people had a phase this last year of just like, where are we? Like, New York's okay, over. Yes. I, a lot was happening off camera too. Like you knew Randall was like having trouble with 50 Cent. Like yeah. you knew all these things were going on, <laughs> but it wasn't on camera. So I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. And then I had shows that weren't doing anything. So I kind of was like either, and they're editing themselves so much. Right. I, I don't know. But that's reality TV. It's a whole different what it was 10 years ago. Well, I think therein lies the issue is like, well, one, I agree with you. Um, I used to talk about Bravo, like, a lot. I legit <laughs> stopped for a full year because mm-hmm. I was just, like, I, I felt guilty that I was kind of separating and I didn't want it to be, like, a part of my core competency if, like, I didn't always want to be watching it. But the only things I really loved last year were New York, Below Deck Med, only because of uh, Asia. Oh, um, loved her. She's perfect. That, that was, like, a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I, I'll always watch Pump Rules just because it, it's just a good show and I'm attached to them. Um, and, I'll, and I actually love Summer House. I, this season of Summer House is so good. Like, I think it's been back the good. verb fingering one episode at a time. <laughs> Which, I, I, I mean, when it first happened, I mean, Bill and I both were no, like, oh, like yeah. whoa, that's, that's where you started? And not like, a good, like just right in. Like it was, I but know. I think... Summer House is what Vanderpump is lacking right now. We still have, I don't want to say loose values, but like we're not self-editing. They probably are. You know they are. But I just think they're a little, Vanderpump wants to grow up and I don't want that for them. No. And other, I I feel like Vanderpump, but they're not bringing in new people that are good. Right. That's where my fear is with Vanderpump. Summer House like cycles in. Yeah. One new person, Jules is talking to herself in the corner. I'm yeah. interested in her story with Jordan, who I can't believe. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. There's, I, I didn't, I mean, Jules, that's who he got after a whole year of not being able to get it up, which still seems like it's a problem. Uh, he, okay, he, Jules is so beautiful and so sweet, and her copying page is like the cutest thing I've ever seen. I love it. it I think it's really sweet. Um, yeah. And I think there, it's the editing also making us be like, focus on it, focus on it, focus on it. And I'm yes. like, I don't think Jules of, is a stalker. Like, stop making me try and think that. Like, leave Jules alone for a little bit. Let's go talk about Lindsay, like, psycho in the corner. Okay. The um, With Summer House, uh, Jordan got demoted to a friend. He didn't come back till last night, which mm-hmm. was, but. His entire storyline last year was that he couldn't get it up. And then last night, he's with the most beautiful woman. And he's like, sorry, I didn't finish. And, like, I'm just like, dude, get off TV. Like, yeah. you got to go. You're it, like, st- like what, what is this doing for your life, your career? I can't. I. There are some people who, like, this didn't help. No. And there are some people who, will like, had to stay to, like, fix, like, the storyline they had. Yeah. He just has to go because it's not changing. Like, this is your narrative. I don't know. I... 
I can't understand. I don't find him interesting either. No. I just feel like the reactions of everyone's faces every time he would tell them something last year, being like, I almost made out with seven hookers. And they were all like, <laughs> what? Like, it was everyone's reaction to his lies. Right. But now I'm like, why didn't you lie about not being able to get it up? Like, that, if you're lying about everything else, right. why'd you tell the truth about? Not, not that that's something to be ashamed of. I don't know how many male followers you have that struggle or, with this. Or, but like, Or, or ED yeah. victims marginalized. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if you have a sponsor that's coming up next. Like, don't want to eliminate anyone for you. But I was a little like, the, it, it seems like a constant. It's just a longer yeah. issue than when you get drunk. For sure. And it, it honestly made me kind of lo- not lose respect for Jules, but I'm just like, you're better than this. I'll say it. I lost respect yeah, for Yeah, I was like, it's, uh, yeah, I agree. To I want to know more about her really story. Quick, yeah. I just, and she was like, oh, those blue eyes and that smile. I was like, really? Like, that's what did it. <laughs> I just kind of, I, I, and I guess I'm surprised that more guys aren't hitting on her just at the parties. There's so many people in and out of that house, which gives me anxiety. I mean, they were having sex in Hannah and Paige's bed. I know, but also, how do we just, like, swing by? Oh, I be- think I belong in I know. the Hamptons. I think this year we could totally do it. I I feel like I developed a small you know friendship Hannah. with Hannah. Yeah, that's what um, I was just going to bring up. But here's my, you know, you got to play your cards well. <laughs> sure, you play your cards do, well, and I will latch on to your cards. Am I just like, hey. Right. What a coincidence. <laughs> this is your house. Yeah. I'm in Quag. Right. <laughs> I was is. looking for Bethany's right. house. Like, what a coincidence I should find you. And they've been in the same house forever. And I feel like this year they had so many, um, uh, like, people sneak in. Lurkers, yeah. Yeah. There was, and they said that. Like, I feel like before they weren't famous enough. And yeah. I also think summer house people didn't get the fame as quickly as Vanderpump people or housewives. No. Like, I just think... I think people in New York aren't impressed by Carl. Right. No, (laughs) I actually have heard that he is. He was like bragging in a lobby somewhere. Someone told me they like overheard this voice. They're like, who could that be? And it was Carl like bragging to someone about how like amazing he is and popular he is and like kind of famous. The thing that sucks is when these douchebags are tall because they just like stick (laughs) out. Height is just, I get it. Yeah. Like, it adds something to him, yeah. but so much is taken away that I'm just like, and also I was kind of surprised, this is terrible age shaming here, but Lindsay's 30, will be 33? I thought she was 38, just like Okay, yeah, house. same. I really, um, She looks great. Like, I don't think she, I just was like, why did I think you've been on this so long? You were 30, like, season one, and we're like 35 now. I okay no totally and it's not age shaming I just legitimately thought timeline wise she was older mm-hmm. and I also the way she positions herself as a PR maven I think was um made me think that like she was more not more established or something but yeah I kind of thought the show season one was like we are in our low to mid 30s mm-hmm. and this is where we're starting it's like they're they're starting where Vanderpump ended right um or it, you know, and that's whatever. also New York because the age that's is so, so New York, di- which is great. Like I love that because I'm like I don't have a timeline that's like I need a baby by 28. How old are you? 28. I'll be 29 next. Month. Okay, I just I have no concept of. That. I think I'm still. I always marvel that I'm not younger than people because your whole life you're oh. just like younger than everyone. Yeah. But now there's like college athletes. I'm like shit. You're young. I'm like yeah. They're in college. Like I was there a decade ago, and I think with the these people they act. I don't know, because, like, Jax Taylor's 40 by now, right? Well, we haven't had his 40th birthday episode, so he's gotta be, it's got to be this year, right? 
Do you get married? Yeah, you also know there's like some forged birth certificate somewhere. Like there's no right. way oh, we no, no, actually no, no. know. Definitely, age. yeah. Okay, but do Kyle and Amanda hate each other? So I posted that I think she hates Kyle, and that was one of my uh, wrong opinions in recent weeks. That people were pretty quick to be like, I think Amanda doesn't want to have these conversations on camera, which I can respect because he was bringing up a lot of shit. But I oh, like the sex convos, the sex there. stuff. But it's been everything, and I. I mean, of course, my boyfriend was in the room when she had the convo when she got home from work. And he's like, what do you want for dinner? And she's like, I don't care. And he's yeah. like, well, no, some help would be nice. She's like, I don't care. And my boyfriend was like, this is you. I need you to watch this and see how annoying this is. Because I always, I don't I don't pick dinner. I don't buy the grocery. Yeah. I, I hate it. And I don't care. I do care. I don't want chicken every night. But right. that's what he always is so annoyed with. And watching that, I was like, God, no wonder Kyle's frustrated. And they have the business together, which I, I don't get. I think the business is the role. problem. She has a role, but I think she's she still has a full time job. Yeah. So I I think she's working a lot more than we're painting her out to be, and not giving her credit for like the nine to five. She's still Agreed. working. Kyle seems to be a bit bossy. Yeah. But she seems to be a bit disinterested. I think that yeah, I think working on Loverboy together is a mistake. Yeah. And I think that for if you Artie, do have an uh, uh, what for already some problems like. Right. Adding on top of it. Doesn't help. And I, a, I want to try it. B, um, I think that the uh, if you have an exhausting nine to five, it's one thing to even have a stranger ask you for work. To have your partner nag you mm-hmm. for like work work would truly drive me insane. Yeah. And um, I just think, I don't know. I just, I think Amanda is like so hot. Yeah. Like oh. stupid hot. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of confused about her draw to Kyle, if I'm being honest. And I don't remember how it started because I fell into Summer House. I know I watched the early seasons, but it kind of wasn't, this wasn't my priority show. In a post-Everett world. You right. In. Yeah. And I know whoever it is, so, oh, God, don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? Um, so I kind of think, I don't, I don't remember how they it just happened and then I knew they were sharing a room and then here we are and we're getting married but also he cheated which is that ha- like oh yeah it, there's a lot of backstory there but now they've been it's 10 months and they lost the venue but she doesn't seem to like yeah. ready to find a new venue he seems very focused on it it's a lot of things that like they're not matching up right with current priorities let right. alone like when do you want kids how many do you want not that they have to tell me what they want but like right. It feels like there's tension for what do you want for dinner? Well, exactly. And I think it's kind of the um, thing of, I, I don't know why I keep comparing them to Brittany and Jax, but like it's the thing of like there's fundamentally so many underlying issues that people work really hard to not work through, but to band aid for the period of time in life where a wedding and like babies are appropriate. And it's these kind of like superficial like renovations of relationships mm-hmm. that like, I don't know. They should have been teardowns and like build back up. But like, I just think people patch things and they're like, yeah, this like really exciting adrenaline fueled moment of an engagement on a sailboat is going to make me forget you cheated on me. Mm-hmm. But that lasts like a week and then and you still have the same shit going on. And I think that's also the cameras of it. I feel yeah. like there is. There's 34. Sorry. <laughs> I literally was like, he's like 60. He's so old. Oh my God. No concept of ages. Wow, 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 wow. What if we just left that? Kyle's 40, 
that's the soundbite that gets picked up in your next People article. Congrats, <laughs> by the way. Saw that today. Oh, yeah. Quoted in People. Like, the entire people. article is based on a quote. There was nothing else in there besides his quote, my podcast, and then the rest of the stuff he said on it. It was very exciting. That's a big day. Um, but I hope they pick this up next and leave everything else. Breaking <laughs> news. Kyle's 40. Amanda's He's been hot? lying. Kyle's 40. <laughs> but I do think there is something like, I think the cameras add a whole other level of um, problems. Yeah. That you can't get away from it. It's out there now. They want to show that they can make it work. And that's not to say that people can't. Like, you know people who have made it work, who've gotten through it. It's like, it can happen. I don't know how well it can be fixed on camera. Yeah. And like, I think that's part of the problem too. You're expecting, if they're not happy right now and she's mad at him, is it because she's thinking of when he cheated? And so I think it's, we miss so much. We also miss so much of their year. As of like True. any other show, we at least pretend like they've been hanging out all year yeah. long. Oh, totally. Except for New York, who always comes back and is like, haven't seen them for four months. And I'm like, Sonia, don't tell us that you all don't hang out like on the off shoots. <sighs> I hate that. I do too. But at least they're honest. I, I can't be mad so. at New York. I know. I think the Summer House crew is actually friends. Vanderpump crew is actually friends. I think the magic of most is an actual friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, when is New York coming on? April uh, 2nd, the day after. Uh, I know this because Danny is Wednesday. Yes. And then Thursday is yes New York. So he won't be able to talk about it. I'm supposed to co-host that. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. That's me. I'm going, so I'll see you oh, there. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you know Danny? I met him at BravoCon. I've talked to him a little bit, but yeah, walking up to him, he's so tall. I That li- was the biggest shock. Courtney and I, when we recorded with him, we were like... Fu- I like I like don't care what people look like. He oh. was so handsome. No, I, I like couldn't talk to him. And not that he wasn't <laughs> handsome on stories. Like I always thought, like oh he's so cute. When you see him in person, and there's your height example, it added. I was just like so intimidated. Oh my god, so polished. Yeah, I think that's it too. Just like a well groomed gentleman oh, yeah. and tall. Oh. Have you ever seen him in a baseball cap? No, blow your mind. <laughs> Just send him this sound <laughs> We just went on a tangent about like, no, I haven't. But no, I'm excited for that too. But um, New York, like, I was kind of like looking at people's questions and revisiting this today, and I was kind of like, man, these are these are like my best gals. They're my oldest friends. They are like, they never let me down. They, they, the the quality of television they've given us compared to other seasons and shows, I'm just like. We, we take them for granted a little bit. And I think, like, sometimes the really strong housewives, we need to give, cut, like, a little slack. Mm-hmm. Because when you look back on it, it's like, I mean, like, Sonia, like, tried to pour her dog's ashes in the river and then breathe them in. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? No. Like, yeah. I think about these small moments of, like, fork in a calzone and, like, things that were just, like, so weird. and and But no one, like, you kind of forget about it at a point in time. I think New York does the best job of like it just kind of happens and it's a lot of little moments and there is some overarching like Luann story it's been Luann's story remember when she did blackface and we all just glossed over it I don't don't remember glossing over it too much I was still in the whispering aliens for that one and that was dark days of like take her down like it was and it was blackface and a fro like you couldn't couldn't say like oh she got a really dark spray tan like it was I am doing this right went all the way and Bethany's the only one who walked in and goes we went there like and they all I just think it's a lot of little moments that like 
add up to such a season. And then right. you have Cartagena and you have Carol and Bethany and these bigger stories. Whereas I don't know if it's because they were all actors before Beverly Hills in the last few years, they must have a script or there's something they're following. And yeah. they kind of, and I don't think, cause then I think little things come out and you're like, Oh, they broke their own fourth wall in a way right. that they like slipped. Right. And you're like, Oh, there it is. That's the story of the season that they didn't realize. I feel like that kind of has been happening on other seasons, except for probably Atlanta and New York. They just like are always like wild and don't care. And I, I don't know if it's because they don't have kids in the house anymore. Right. Which I always believe in a housewife not having young children. Is key. I think so. I mm, there are a few that make it work. Theory. I'm like I writing, I'm like taking notes as you talk. I love Stephanie. <laughs> like Dallas, they've had oh, young kids Angel. and it doesn't feel like that's a focus. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of young kids running in and out of it. I think OC went too young for a while, but we still had Vicky and it was there's too much. Like, Vicky had grandchildren that age. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't know how to operate. Like, she gets to be grandma mode and, like, dip out. And Gina's, like, chasing her kids around. I think you kind of are just – I think it's maybe just New York, but you're just looser. You're not yeah. worried about getting into preschool. You're not worried about how this looks. Like, Avery was they, – they were young when they started, and Luann still didn't care. Like, her kids were like, Mom, you're out drinking way too much. Like, she go was very like, tense with Cyclone, honey. Yeah, that was before Cabaret <laughs> Days. God forbid yeah, right, she got right. into Cabaret with kids. Like, I just – I don't know. I There are some people it's worked with, and others I'm like – I don't need my housewives to get younger. That's not what I asked for. That's a whole other show in my mind. I like a divorced spiral or divorced spiral or divorced growth or just successful and like finding themselves. The husband's not in the shot. I don't need Joe Gorga in every Mm -hmm. single thing because it's about Melissa. Yeah. I, they give them the spinoff then that you want to so desperately. That's where I kind of like, I just want the women. It's like the show, the movie, the women. I don't need any men walking in and out. Except for New York, I need any man that they all make out with and Harry Dubin. Yeah. Always. Oh, for sure. Then the red scarf guy. <laughs> yeah. And Ray. Ray, the pirate. No, pirate, no Tom Tom Dice, you know, we're good there. No, but I don't know. He always just somehow pops up a little. He, okay, I was uh, in New York in like August recording a podcast. Courtney and I are on our way back to the airport. We have maybe 30 minutes to spare. We're like, let's just LOL pop into the Regency. He is sitting right there. And we order like pigs in a blanket or something. And he proceeds to talk our ear off. And I wrote. Oh, you uh, sat next. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) You're kidding? (laughs) I appreciate a shiny bald head and not get a piece of it. Literally calling to you. I was writing iPhone notes as he was talking, trying to record it. And, but he like noticed me like, that I had my camera mm-hmm. on, but like pointed down because he was saying weird stuff. Yeah. And he was talking about like women he was hooking up with. And that was kind of the point where I was like, I, I need you to be a little less available. Like, yeah, I feel like there's some not je ne sais quoi about Harry Dubin. <laughs> I love like when I, and that's, that's maybe a storyline that was like building offset that like, I was like, wow, when that TMZ article was posted where Harry and Ramona were eating each other's yes. face, I screamed at my desk. I mean, and I audibly screamed. Did I was they like, take a sick We've day? got a season. <laughs> We've got it. Just, and they brought it up once. They don't need to. You just know in the back of your head, Ramona Singer is out on the town making out with Harry Dubin, who has also almost proposed to Sonia. 
been with Luann. Married to Aviva. Married to Aviva. Tried to date Tinsley, but Tinsley is smarter than that, mm-hmm. which I will give credit to Tinsley. I think Tinsley is an underrated housewife, in my opinion. I agree. Like, you need more Tinsleys. Not everyone can be a Ramona. You have yeah. to have... So there are supporting actresses. There are... She still gets the globe. Like, yeah. I just think, like, right. she is still bringing so much in a backed-up role. Whereas everyone else on other series are like, I got to get my spot. I got to be number one. I got to sit next to Andy. Tinsley sits like, she's like, I'll take the last seat. Like, You're I, so right. Yeah. Every group, like, yeah. It's like every group needs somebody to, like, take one for the team and be mm-hmm. like Sporty Spice. I was talking about Sporty Spice today. I can't believe you brought that up. Do people want to be your uh, my cr- My crew, nobody mm-hmm. ever wanted to be Sporty no Spice. Because she was the least, like, fun. It no. was like... I wear umbros to soccer. Yeah. Like, why am I even wearing my soccer uniform in this, like, video we're making? I literally made a meme the other day that was, like, nothing will ever be bigger than when your friends decided which Spice Girl you were in second grade. Yes. And then I, like, my caption was, like, let's be honest, all of you were Baby Spice. Yeah. Everyone was Baby Spice. Oh, of course. I personally always wanted to be Ginger. I was into it. edge. There was something edgy there, but your mom wouldn't let you be Ginger. Was she too slutty? She was too slutty. Because what her name implied, because of the vitamin C, like, red stripes in her hair, like... Oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't find her notably more slutty. I think it's just because she was always in a unitard, <laughs> like, <laughs> Baby Spice. But Baby Spice was in, like, pigtails and, like, for men to look at. So I think... And Posh was, like, right. fashion Baby slutty. Spice is, like, infantilizing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Spice actually was probably more problematic yes. than anyone wanted to admit. And Sporty's the best one, probably. Yeah. Sporty... I remember when... Who was it? Like, in the... Spice Girls movie when they all switch places and I think Posh takes Sporty Spice's outfit and she's in like a sweatsuit she's like wow this is the best day ever like I love this I'm in tennis shoes and the sweats right and I was like why didn't I ever want to be Sporty Spice not because I was athletic I was not and I am not but that outfit alone that's my entire vibe oh it's the best one and well and nobody wanted to be Posh either but I think everybody has um this uh like by like a bias in their memory of what we know Victoria Beckham is now. She actually was not cool when the Spice Girls were no, in real time. She, she was like sing. a real snooze. She couldn't sing and she barely moved. But now I I think no one could be posh. Yeah, I just right. I, but she couldn't sing. But I think I don't know why no one wanted to be posh then. You kind of just got posh, maybe before scary. Yeah, right. It was probably like baby ginger posh or scary and yeah. then sporty right and then the rest of you were like the managers of the spice girls the managers. <laughs> i got you to were the manager. 18s <laughs> we had to stop having spice girls in second grade they had to have a, i vividly remember sitting on like the stairs and they had to talk to all the second grade girls because we know everyone was a spice girl we weren't just gonna have five spice that's pretty girls. progressive if i'm honest <laughs> yeah but i was like no, I'm the manager. I already <laughs> got this role assigned. I was pretty proud to like be a Luke manager. Like I never heard of him. He's didn't awesome. Even, didn't even get a Spice Girl. And I was like, no, no, there are five. That's how this works. Um, no, Tangent. I, wait, what were we talking about pre-Spice Girls? Um, you and I are probably the worst people to Yeah, I'm so wise. sorry. Um, New York and Harry Dubin. But how we get to say <laughs> I don't know. I called. Oh no. Okay, you were you're saying something very astute. That's why I want to get back to it. Oh, I very am very big into housewives and like reality TV philosophy, or like, um, um, almost like the an intellectual like analysis of what it takes dynamic wise to make things work. And I 
could not agree with you more with several things. One being that I think you're right about the narrative of a second life. Whether it's you just got divorced, you just started a business, or you just lost someone, you whatever. Like the uh, Casey and Danielle call it a lily pad, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be like you're you're launching from a stopover. Mm-hmm. You can't just put TV in your everyday life that hasn't recently been set yeah. on fire. Yeah. Um, but then I also agree with you with Tinsley. Okay, I think what frustrates me is that people don't get Tinsley Mortimer was a big fucking deal. Right. She was she was gossip girl. the socialite. That's and what now it's based socialites on. it's a democracy because of influencers. Mm-hmm. But back then it was status and it was hard and she earned it. <laughs> but she lost she it. Was, but she earned <laughs> it. Like no, I yes. When they got Tinsley and like they explained I was like, "No, I know who Tinsley is." I was like, "This is gossip girl. This is what it was based right. on that whole right. Did I just Oh, your friend, see if he'll say though. She like I think brought some clout or like some um, housewives originally introduced us to everybody, but then they like played around with people like Rinna and co, which mm-hmm. I actually thought would never work, but did. Yeah. Um, but Tinsley's a kind of a household name. And I feel like I could not, I could never believe how rude the girls were to her, like how mean Bethany was to her. And I just kind of felt like there was so much more there with like, how can this person that had everything in the mid-aughts be so insecure and like be have she does not have an ounce of gravitas a commanding bone in her body and maybe the franchise needed that but like it was almost um I think it wasn't that I never didn't like Tinsley Tinsley it was like she's getting overpowered and until last season I think it was too much I feel like she had a few, because it was last season, her third or her fourth, I think, season. I think it was her third. Yeah. And I think third seasons, if you make it that far, make or break you. I think Dorinda turned third season, and I didn't love her as much. I feel like Dorinda is someone who's gotten a huge head and is like, clip, clip, hats. And like, yeah, right. It's, she's tried to make it a thing, and she's trying to have that one-liner. And I think they're all surrounded by Bethany who has constant one-liners, Ramona, who just does whatever, and it's viral, and Sonia, who everybody just loves, Luann, who has a story, and, like, we can't get rid of Luann because everyone's saving Luann from herself. Right. And I think, like, Tinsley is so – it was sad. Like Yeah, it was. But I also got that there was a little level of, like, something else that was happening with Tinsley that, like, made the show different than the other – like franchise and not that there's been divorces there's been deaths there's been a lot of things tinsley was just like i mean crying in a circus costume like it oh my god there was the just circus dark moments when you didn't see them coming whereas like <laughs> bad things happened and you'd seen it in the press and so you knew like luann had relapse like you right. knew sonia was getting a divorce mario cheated tinsley just cried out of nowhere and right. the dog died i mean Scott showed up at the apartment, dropped to the floor. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I feel like she, and it wasn't an act. No. I never thought Tinsley was like, I need this for the camera. She lives in a hotel off of charcuterie boards. <laughs> she literally thinks she is Carrie Bradshaw with the yeah. clothes in her oven. I was like, don't show us this. Like, this was like her, and she doesn't want anything else. Now she has, I, I'm very happy for her. I don't think she's going to be able to launch a Chicago franchise like people believe. 
Like, I don't believe that. It's I, not, we're too boring. That's never going to happen. No, I think they need to bring back 100 Days of Summer and, like, try again with us. Like, we could bring 100 Days of Summer, but that could show... Because we? we'd just be a Bravo show about <laughs> watching Bravo we shows. Just, we just said, like, we don't really drink that much. Yeah, we're like, like it's the people's couch, but we're trying less hard. Okay, I think <laughs> if they brought me people's couch in Chicago, let's do that. 100 Days of Summer, though, like, it had potential. Mm, okay, I mean... It's like Summer House, but I feel like Chicago goes crazy. I think that I guess what was hard for me about 100 Days of Summer is um, they were trying to feign a type of high society who, of which the, the absence of that is what makes Chicago great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lack of exclusivity here that I think is charming. And there are like the socialite type people, but they're not names and they're right. not nearly as intimidating that, as like... I mean, I, I like I don't even know where the hell Sonia Tremont Morgan wines and dines. Like I couldn't go there probably, no. but um, I feel like here you're just like a let us entertain you restaurant. It's whatever. I knew you were <laughs> say let us. I was like that's where I go. If yeah. I wanted to see someone, I'd be like Juliana and Bill have them at their place. Yeah, but I but I think maybe that's why it needs to be more like Summer House level. I do think they went New York level, and Summer House wasn't around yet, if I remember correctly, or it was but starting. Like I just yeah. needed. To, it needs to be more like maybe it needs to be younger. younger. I don't know. Like it needs to be they need big to go ten dudes to the that recently graduated. Yeah, the Michigan State guys. Yeah, like, get them in, get them out. IU. Yeah, yeah. They and like they can go to what is it? Oh, the playpen. See, look, <laughs> I couldn't be on it. I've already figured out. But like yes, because they were like thirty somethings going to the playpen. Well, and I'm honestly, I felt so personally victimized by um, well, ugh, the girl that did not live here that came from. Her, she had, uh, I don't remember any of them. She moved from L.A., I, uh, and she was here just for the show. The jewelry I, girl? Yeah, the jewelry girl, because I remember the vet very well. Remember the vet that wanted to get married so bad? We kind of. I mean, She this did was, marry that guy. I know. This is was, really helpful. I know. <laughs> but you know that girl? I'm like, that show should totally come back. It Pascal. Was, <laughs> Pascal. Oh, yes. No, no. Now I'm now. Okay. You are. Wow. That is a memory Sorry, there. That's, this is what, like, my husband deals with. I just, like, yeah. I get really excited when I remember one name. But Pascal, um, she was, like, oh yeah, imported for the show. And, like, that's what you can't do. And then Vince was, like, 45. No. And the guy, the guy passed away, and it upsets me that Andy never said anything about it. Yeah. Because that was really sad. And he they didn't. only got one season, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was – I've been here five years. It was probably the first year you lived here then. It was or five and a half. I think it was the summer before. Or like it came out and yeah. I was still in Kansas City. I remember being like, that is where. I already knew I was going to move there. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, oh, this is it. But they were so much older. And I was like, God, am I going to be able to afford this life in Chicago? <laughs> like it was very, like you're saying, it was trying to be like Upper East Side of Chicago. Yeah. And that doesn't exist, which is great. But them saying things like, everyone who's anyone spends their summer in the playpen. And I'm like, I've literally never, never been, been there. Never been. No. Like, I don't even know anyone who goes. And I think that's maybe a tier of Chicago I don't even know. No, I think you have to be, I mean, 25 and under. Yeah, maybe. I think there's definitely a youth, at least to be able like, to confidently I wear. I lived here when I was under 25. <laughs> I didn't. I was 20. Uh, 20 yeah. I mean, I just think you have to be bikini ready. I don't know. Like, there's I, something yeah, of, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just hope that Chicago will get a show. I know they've tested it, like, seven times, and it never works, and it's never interesting. I just think we're cold and we're neutral. Yeah. Like, we want to be inside, and I think that, like, the 
I think that so many people that live here are great, but enough people grow up here that also still live here. Whereas transplant cities where you like yeah. go to make it or have like a little bit of a different, different vibe, yeah. you know? But I think that like, even with, um, I, I don't know, part of me worries with like the New York model too. There, there gets a point where everyone's like famous and doing well, but it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of that struggle People like Sonia like still struggle, which is weird. Like you, she like literally is depreciating. Like her, she like, moved into like a worse house. I'm like little, I'm a little worried about Sonia. I know. I and think something's going on. I don't. I don't know what to expect. It's kind of been. Um, she got like back onto like the like crazy train last mm-hmm. season with going to like the Morgan House, like smelling don't touch curtains. The letter, don't the, oh yeah, the Morgan letters. Yeah, and then. Um, but I think then the people like Ramona, like apparently she is wild. Like, have you heard the rumor that she slept with Jax? I've heard. Do she we slept think with that's young true? Guys. I don't think she slept with Jax. I think that would do. be. I think she's hit on someone that Avery was on a date with once. <laughs> I think I heard. I think Ramona is. Um, I would say an enigma, but then I want to say wrapped in a riddle in cash. Right, it just comes off the tongue. Um, I think someone said, "Who was it recently?" Oh. When we hosted trivia and Stephanie and Brandy came. Oh my God! Yeah, I want to tell everybody about that. It was so it was wild. Like we host Housewives trivia, or we kind of change it up, and we'd been doing it for a little while. And we started it, and it was so successful that first night we had like three hundred people. And Happy Camper is great enough that they like just give away shots the whole night. So people to get shots, I was like, okay tag a housewife and if they respond yeah thinking no stephanie responded to i mean 400 dms i was giving away so many shots i was like okay the next time i was like look we have a limit on stephanie specifically you get five stephanies that's it and she mentioned it on our podcast she was like you guys like i was limited in the chicago like trivia nights like i can only get people five shots because i got two people too drunk last time you overserved. I overserved people. <laughs> so I was like, oh, how funny. And I knew they were coming to town for their show. And oh, it was Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm a Chiefs fan. So I was like already in the zone for that. And I looked at my pending DMs. And I was public at the time. So it was like filtered and everything. And I saw, and I had a DM from Stephanie. And then I had a DM from their podcast. And I was like, have <gasps> I missed this? I, and I, the podcast one was like four days behind. Stephanie's was like just then she's like are you doing trivia this week (gasps) and I was like we're not like we do not have trivia planned I mean I'm literally calling the bar being like like, if you meet at my house and with my husband and I then yes we will we will figure this out (laughs) so people caught on pretty quick just that we threw it together that last minute but they came and they were so so nice like I mean talked to everyone took pictures with everyone they were drinking they were taking shots with people they were so fun and they were both really sweet but I think it was Stephanie, I think it was the night at her, I think it was the next night at their show, maybe Stephanie said, or Stephanie or Brandy, I can't remember now, said, I think it's Stephanie, said Lisa Renna, or not, oh God, we're talking about Ramona. I'm thinking of, she said Lisa Renna was awesome at BravoCon. She said Ramona is Ramona. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Like you'd almost expect her to be like borderline. She rude. said, cool. it is who you saw. Like she watches New York and she met Ramona and it is all over the place, Ramona singer. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I'm glad to hear that. I've heard she's kind of rude. Same. Rude to servers. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Staff and Ramona, 
I would never Too think. many limes. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> um, she, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But I'm not surprised that I, I kind of, that's my thing. At BravoCon, you couldn't really, like, get close to a lot of people. Yeah. And the ones you did meet, I was a little, like, you don't want to ruin it. That's the thing. And I think some of them are not as great as they probably were a few years ago. I think every year you tack on more fame or you're the most important or you get the seat next to Andy, you run into the issue of I feel that important and I can't relate to fans. I can't connect with them. Like you're not Jennifer Aniston. Right. Like it's a different level. And I think fans see it as a more accessible level because you're in your house weekly as opposed to I go to the movies, I spend this much money, like it's a whole different celebrity. And I think they get in their heads. And I think some of them, what I've heard, are not that nice. Stephanie and Brandy were so nice. I met Ariana at BravoCon. Could not be a more... She's so beautiful. She was stunning up close. Yeah. And wanted, like, they were like moving people along because she wanted to have an in-depth conversation with everyone she talked to. And she was like... And how did that, like, oh, okay, yeah. and then you're from here, and how long have you lived there? And they were like, no, no, this can't. Like, you just take the picture and go. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. she felt terrible about it. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, like, um, well, A, Stephanie Holman's face just perfect. She yeah. just seems beautiful. She, they're both. I'm like, now she's probably 28. Like, Itty-bitty. <laughs> she's, I think, like 38. Okay. And I think Brandy's, like, 39. Okay. And they're still BFFs. That's cute. They're still BFFs, Yeah. Okay. okay, so we talked about a little bit about Housewives and Summer House. I wanted to ask you, uh, with Vanderpump Rules, um, do you think it would have just been better if they just did a special, like a wedding special, or would <sighs> they have nothing? I can't even begin. I thought we only had one more wedding episode left after this. I guess we have two. Yes. Uh, it's, I get, we always have a base for every season yeah. of something, I feel like. This is exhausting. Yeah. I'm not interested. Like, I wish them all the happiness because I think we touched on this stuff that was dramatic already. Yeah. Of the pastor, which we kind of brushed over. And I'd like to give credit to only Lisa Vanderpump and Lisa Vanderpump only, who was the only one who addressed it to them before they, like, Tom and Ariana brought it up after they fired him, which, like, I appreciate it. They brought it out. Yeah. Like, whatever. But, like, six months, everyone was aware of this. So, you're all bad friends. You've all been talking about it. They've been talking about that they're talking about it. And Tom and Ariana are like, everyone's like, Tom and Ariana, like, wow, thank you for standing up to them. It's like, they already fired him because Lisa called. Like, right. it's, I kind of was under the impression that like, it's moved on. Now we move on. Tom bringing it up after the fact was annoying. It's done. I know. He's exhausting in itself. Jax is a bridezilla. It's <laughs> awful. Brittany... I'm kind of over Brittany. I got to be honest. Like, I liked her the first few seasons. She added something to Jax. But, like, you really hurt my feelings. Like, it's very, like, all yeah. the time. Like, and now we're in Kentucky, and I'm just so happy to be For here. For sales. It's, uh, yeah, uh, like, go back to Hooters. Like, it's just, that she, was more charming of you than this Brittany. That's a great point of her being the most charming when she was, like, unassuming. Yeah. Um, but also, you know damn well that she watched every single episode and hunted Jacks down at that Vegas bar. There is no planet in which a normal, respectable human 
gets on a reality show and never watches it. That no, that is the dumbest thing. I, I hate when people say that. No. I, I, I I've never seen an episode. Maybe Lisa Rinna because she has her own life and career, and Housewives is like beneath her. But she now watches it all. She's watching it all back. And exactly. Like, wow, I should have known. Yeah. Like, at least she's. Yeah, and like for them to, I just think it's funny they all believe Britney. I don't believe. I, I don't. It's horseshit. Like it it's uh, there's something about her that I don't think she's vindictive. I don't think she's a mean person, but we are all so sensitive to sweet old Brittany. Like she is just so genuine and so yeah. kind and from Kentucky. I'm like, she moved to LA. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. Right. Like, I do think there was an angle. I don't know if she was angling to get on the show, but opportunities were presented. Does she love Jax? Sure. She stayed with him like through all this. Yeah. He's not a very lovable person. Like, not saying that, watch him on Twitter, watch him anywhere else. He's saying terrible things about everyone's relationship now. There was an Us Weekly article, like, what couples do you think will survive? And he's just ripping into every couple, but he and Brittany are going to survive. And it's like, okay, good luck to you. I doubt it. I doubt I know. it. I don't trust Jax. Who, uh, it's kind of uh, shocking, yeah, at this point, how his um, like sociopath tendencies are like normalized, glossed over. Yes. And um, I, as a person from the South, think people with accents get away with so much. And it's almost like this added level of charm that I'm just like, if this person was from Michigan and had like hard A's, <laughs> would you feel the same way? Yep. If they're like calendar? Like I just, I think that, I don't know. And also my sister lived in Lexington, Kentucky, where Brittany's getting married for a long time and she's just like not from that country of a place like she's from like close like a little bit on the outskirts but like a lot just doesn't add up there for well, me well she's also been in LA long enough that like sure when I go to Dallas and I hang out with my friends in Dallas I say y'all and yeah. it comes out then I come back to Chicago and it's gone you're in LA now uh, the accent should dwindle totally. and like when you're drunk yes it all comes out I live with a New Yorker it's shocking how yeah. he speaks when he's drunk <laughs> But I think, like, it just is all the time. She is just emphasizing it, and it's her shtick almost. And I just don't – I it it's lost its effect. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought – I liked Britney, and I was hopeful for Britney, and I felt bad for Britney. Same. And now I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Britney again. How do you feel about Bo? Okay, are, if you're going to tell me you don't like Bo. I have a reason. <gasps> not, uh, not a serious one. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> no. Uh, I uh, I like Bo. I think he was really funny on camera. I think he has a life outside of this, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think he kind of hesitated coming into the show and being full-time on camera. Yeah. Did um, he? Mm, I kind of think he had a few testimonies. Like, this season, it's like he's in the back shot. Yeah. Like, I don't. I like Bo and Stassi, and maybe that's why I like Bo because yeah. I hated her two exes Patrick. in between. What a monster! Yeah, like complimenting Lisa Vanderpump's ass. I don't think that's that, so weird. I don't think that got enough attention of how creepy that was yeah. and how bothered Stassi should have been for Lisa, right? And for Stassi, like I think he was an abusive sociopath, but that might be what she dated into. Jax, right? So I I don't dislike Bo. I like Bo. I, I'm hopeful. I don't yeah. think there's anything like wrong with him. No, I agree. I actually think he's a good balance. I like Stassi, and I think they're a good balance together. The only, my only mm. issue with Bo is that I went to Stassi's live show, and it was the Bo show. Oh. And I felt like it was all just them like kind of flirt talking, and I was like, people are here to see Stassi. Like, it's, you're a great, like, 
I heard the same thing about that show, but I also have heard that they've said Stasi is really shy in yeah. a in a larger setting, and I think Bo, she relies on her Taylor mm-hmm, and Bo. Yeah. I think she relies on people, and like the book was a success, and the tour, and yeah. I think she's also leaned so hard into the basic thing that like there's nothing left anymore to yeah, talk about. Right. Like, she's got to get she's a new a dunk sh- tank of ranch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. You like ranch. Most of us have right. had it at I'm one like point. I'm annoyed she like uh, took ownership of ranch. It's like and Game of Thrones, like you said. And Game I of brought Thrones. up Game of Thrones. You're like Stop, and murder. <laughs> right. Bodily harm, which I kind of like, and I like the moments when Bo is like, she's so this weird. is too much. Like, yes. He's like, this is disturbing. But he no, loves right. her for other things, like when she had the Dark Passenger, like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> Dark Passenger is like a figure of speech I use constantly. Really? Because I just think it's a great way to describe like something's going on here, right. and I, mean, I don't know. I think it's not I, you. No, there's <laughs> something else lurking. Yeah, and I think it. I, yeah, I think Stasi is who of that relationship. I have more questions about. I just kind of think yeah. like, I like Stasi. I think she's maybe she's obviously gotten the most success from the show outside yeah. of Lisa Vanderpump. And I kind of think she's the most now guarded in a box, like controlling it for the camera. Yeah. Like we're not we didn't get Stasi's birthday. Like, are you kidding me? Like that is an episode. Even my husband was appalled. I was like, are they at a sweet green? Right. I was like, I think so. It's this is so depressing. Also, what are the daytime restaurants that we've been dining at? Like Charlie and what's his name? Who I don't care about the second tier characters here. Oh my god! Obviously, we have two that she's never had pasta, and I was like, now the internet's gonna be like cocaine, and we're like, we decided three years ago it wasn't cocaine. Right. <laughs> we have eliminated that as a, which Bill have said. Have we? To, we've eliminated. Right. Bill asked. He goes. I think it was just about pasta. Right. Okay. I, I hope so. Because how much they brought it up, it would have been concerning at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they do. I, I don't think there's any question that a lot of them do a lot of cocaine. I I think that was out there. I don't think they have a code word for it. Yeah, right. I don't think they do it in front of the cameramen. Like, so I don't think they needed code words in front of the camera crew. Right. To do cocaine. Like, I think they just do that when the cameras leave. It, it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> or in the, like, yeah, the bathroom or like right. whatever. But I don't think like Jackson have... Randall went to the bathroom in last week's episode. That was so obvious to me. I, I, no, I feel like nobody really brought that up. Thank you. No, I, I, how did that go unnoticed? That is like, exactly what like was make happening. eye contact. Like, bro, yeah. we're going <laughs> to the bathroom to let you girls talk shit about Ariana, which is a whole other thing. Like, no, it's not a safe space. This right. group is just so. I know they're friends, and we said that earlier. Like, Summer House is friends. This group is friends, but I feel like they like to lose some dead weight and they're holding on to it. Like it's right. Kristen and Sheena are carrying the show. I will just say Kristen's real yeah, ass. She is crushing this season. <laughs> with that half pony that is the traction alopecia. Like it is I she's doing so much and still staying at Sir. She's I don't care if she's working physical comedy with her inhaler. She literally didn't go to Ariana's birthday party because she had to go sing Good as Gold across the country. One song. One. Which I'd pay her too. Have you she's brought that back? She sang it at BravoCon. She did? Yeah. Have you when seen the, the show choir sing it? No. I'll send you a link. Okay, please. It's, it's perfect. It's a literal high school show choir and they're like, I'll open Pandora's box for you. It's like it honestly makes me cry. With I think joy. you just did a tic tac move. I think yeah, it came out of- I'm like, okay, Sheena has been like mm-hmm. 
I just feel like Sheena is the best sport, and she is constantly giving a storyline, yet she's the most written-off character. And she's been so funny this season on several levels, but even opening right out the gate being like, yeah, I don't know if you heard I'm divorced. It doesn't define me. I'm like, wow, if you introduce yourself with that, it quite literally <laughs> defines you. <laughs> I just think she has... I. I don't know if it's... I think it helps that she's working at Sir. Because otherwise, we have zero connection to this random cast of people. Like, I don't care about them. And every time they're on camera, if I've recorded the episode and I'm not watching live, I have fast-forwarded. Oh, same. I don't care. Like, A, because... Dana's not... Dana's, like, pretty cool, though. Dana's cool. I think when Sheena said, I kind of... You came into my friend group hot. Because we used to, like... Hayes people. Lala and James Kennedy had to go through the ringer to get into oh, this. Yeah. It was so tight-knit. And now these other four are just like at their birthday party. And I think That's Bravo really has interesting just for, like forced that or they either want people to take over the shit show part of it. I can't figure out why we just were so easy to be like, sure, come on over to Katie and Tom's house. Right. Like, it's not like they live in the same apartment building and we force this again. No one lives in the apartments anymore. Okay, really quick. I'm <laughs> really quick. Um, Freaking uh, The Bachelor spinoff, A Star is Born. Honestly, I sat there. I was like, I hate everything. Did you? Wait, I'm in a dark did it already place. air? No, I just oh, saw, I saw a two-minute preview, yeah. and I, I would regress to a place I haven't been to in a while on television. I was just like, I, okay, not only do I have to hear that song – the a star is born so whatever. Late. and I hated a star is born I'm gonna go on record I didn't like it I didn't and I didn't like La La Land just in case anyone was wondering like those two I actually like, agree with both of those assessments right like and those are the songs that I have to hear everywhere these soundtracks <laughs> of like movies that did not work but yes the music was good and that was released before so I'm totally invested to really good previews of movies that look like they're gonna be amazing and they fail yeah, and it's now like an alcoholic song. is born that overshadows a woman's talent. That's right, what the and then she was. turned into Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like, couldn't she have just turned into Jolene? Like, why did she have to be that Gaga? Right. There are so many facets of Gaga. Anyway, that's a whole other episode for me. But And now we're watching a reality show of people falling in love through that music. That song. Which Miley Cyrus tried in um, the last song. Wow. <laughs> You're hitting all my trigger points. <laughs> Last song is. I always also call A Star is Born a last song. Like, I always say, like, I'm like, what's that movie? And I never say A Star is Born. I always say the last song. And Phil's like, no, you do this every time. Get the movie right. The last song is when Liam and Miley first met, right? On Tibby Island. Yes. Um, With Greg Kinnear, the most underrated actor of all time. Ooh, that's a hot take. (laughs) Greg Kinnear. I find him. I love Craig Kinnear. Can you tell me your top three favorite things he's done? You've got mail. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, he was such a... And, um, oh, what is it? Not something about you. What is... Um, something about Mary? No, no, with Hugh Jackman, uh, Ashley Judd, and then it's Greg Kinnear. Um, and she's the... Someone Where like the you. Heart someone is? like you. <laughs> no, he's not that. Someone like you. I've not seen someone <gasps> like you. Oh, it's really good. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one to someone dive into. Someone <laughs> like you. And then he's also in Dear God, which I really loved that movie. He's I've never like, seen that either. He's a postman. I just, it was in a pre- <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he or he has to go to rehab. Like he's kind of he doesn't have a job and he has to. <laughs> you're okay. crying. <laughs> he has to. Uh, like find a job and they just assign him to work in the post office but he sees all these letters to god and he starts answering them oh and it's it's very good but it was always the preview you remember when vhs tapes always had you got like trailers yeah of course yeah Yeah. so it was always the preview in maybe um my best friend's wedding or first wives club which i watched on repeat and i think that was so i just knew i liked that movie and i like greg kinnear Wow, that's a really interesting point of the pre- of the pre. So like, I was like really, really love some Casper because of Devin Sawa. You thought Greg Kinnear was a hot take? <laughs> no, Devin Sawa as Casper. Okay, smoke show. Um, the preview of in Casper was for the Page Master with Macaulay yes. Culkin. Yeah, and I think about the like. Page Master, and I'm like, that movie just like vanished. Yeah. But it's in my head because if you watched it over and over, you saw the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a funny thing of what I want to like Google is like what previews were immortalized with what movies because that would probably like help me connect a lot of dots as to like, (laughs) because I feel aware of a lot of things that I don't actually have detail about. I can't imagine what were the previews for Titanic. It was a three, those are two cassette tapes. Oh my God! There was two tapes. There were two tapes, and like Mary Kate and Ashley movies. I think their own movies were the previews. The pre- no, the previews of Mary Kate and Ashley movies were the seventeen dollars you had to mail to their fan club to receive the Mary Kate and Ashley calendar and signed poster. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, yeah, that I mean, that's even another thing of like how dead in the eye sad they are in all of their footage. It's really dark. All of it's dark, really. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go through some of these cues. This person said, do you watch Mexican Dynasties? Mm-mm. Are you going to watch Karma, Family Karma? I'm interested. I'm so I interested. Like, I like a family drama. The camping thing, I'm not too curious about. That camping show that randomly a preview came out about? That filmed in 2018. Yeah. Well, look what else filmed in I 2018. Know. No, uh, Family Karma, I think, that's why I've always attached to Jersey. I like the tie of, like, there's. it's not a friendship that can break. It's always there. Like, yeah. So, and I think Family Karma could be good. Yeah. Favorite housewife that's no longer a cast member? Oh. Mm, I mean, Bethany's the obvious one in LVP, but if I go outside. Like a one or two seasoner. Like a Cindy Barshop, but I know you're not going to pick her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you'd kick me out. <laughs> um, oh, Eileen Davidson. I think should have been, like, bring her back. Like, I think if, Eileen deserved yes. more and sh- make room. If she wants back, I think Bravo should let her in. I agree. Do you think she got kicked out or she left? I think she left because her um, soap days were so big, but I think yeah. she's not on the soap anymore. I, you know, I think she's off. I think she's off, which, I mean, she was on that for like 20 years. I think she's probably spiraling. I mean, her low lights were a high for me. <laughs> her house was so dark. So much wood With paneling. The, the f- a former tennis star who really wasn't Vinny. a tennis Yeah, and one son who just kind of wasn't interested in anything, which I was glad, like I said, keep the kids to the side. I don't need it. But I think Eileen, because she was so soap opera, she brought that and like her drama was real, but I think it's because she like had been in the soap world so long and she'd be like, beast, how (laughs) dare you? And I was like, I think that's how she talks. Like people are like, she's being fake. I'm like, no, that is Eileen Davidson. She's just an actress. Yeah, Yeah. like it's like, if you compare her to a Catherine Edwards, yeah, 
you, there's no competition. No. Eileen was outstanding, but in a season of strong people yeah. that she became the weakest. She was thing. a Tinsley. She was a Tinsley. You're so right. I like really want to think through the um, lead and supporting thing that you were talking about because friend groups need them. Like TV shows need them. Dina Manzo. Dina Manzo. Caroline get, is nominated for Best Actress but mm-hmm. doesn't get it. Dina always gets supporting actress. And that's someone else I would bring back. I liked I liked the Manzos because another family aspect. Because I think the Manzos brought it better than the Gorgas. I don't eat, do. I don't watch Jersey anymore, do you? I do. I haven't watched the reunion yet this week. I've I've never fallen off the Jersey train. Okay. But I am someone who believes when people argue about like it's not your show and people think it's your show and Vicky thought it was OC was hers, which I kind of thought it was too. Like she was the OG of the OC. When people say Jersey, like, is not Teresa's show, it stopped filming for her to go to prison. Like, Jersey <laughs> belongs to Teresa G. Hey, right. <laughs> so I, like, it. real stuff's happening there that yeah. I'm interested. This season was good, and there was a lot of, like, good moments. But, yeah, I weirdly hold on to Jersey. That's interesting. I definitely let Jersey go, but I agree that the zen, like, the calm – the, the, the piece Dina brings to an otherwise manic situation is fascinating. Yeah. Grandma Wrinkles. Yeah. What a star. Her daughter, Lexi, Lexi. literally is her twin. They're stunning together. And Dina's had, like, something done. I think she said she got a nose job or something. Oh, she did? Yeah, but she looks gorgeous. After her, like, home invasion, like, last year, like, where she was, like... Yes. Yeah, there was, like, crazy... Like, I just... She's I think, remarried, mm-hmm, and her and Caroline happy. still don't talk. Which I find upsetting. But Caroline and Teresa are doing hummus commercials. Are they? Well, they did one with for Charlie the Super D'Amelio. Bowl. They did the Super Bowl. The, the, honestly, that those that was a, the crossover so I never asked yeah. for. <laughs> so underrated. Um, do you have a Real Housewife tagline? You knew that was coming. I don't have one. You don't have one? No, it's something like. I just never think of one that's like clever enough to share. What's the origin of Lucy on the ground? Like um, opposite of sky with diamonds. That's what that's what it was. But people assume because my blog was Lucy on the ground with rocks. Okay. And then that was too long for Instagram, so okay. my email's still like that long. And I'm like, God, I wish I'd shortened that too. Because every time <laughs> I type it in anywhere, I'm like, this is excessive. On Netflix, you're like, boop, boop, yeah, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I have so many accounts where I'm like, I gotta change this. Um, but a lot of people think it's um, Lucy on the ground, like boots, boots on, on the, the ground. ground. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of people ask me whenever I do Q&As, they're like, is your real name Lucy? That's a common one. And I'm kind of like, no, I just picked that. Like, I No, I swear it's because you, ha- you don't have a profile picture. I think that must be it, but I share my face enough. And like yeah. where I work, like people don't know really, they can guess where I work, like if they added it up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. The, I need to cha- like get a logo and everything made. It's just one of those, like I said, I'm lazy. And it's just kind of like the officialness of certain things are, for me, I'm like, am I taking myself too seriously if I go this far? Is it too much if I go that, like, I don't yeah. want to go get headshots done, like, because I, A, don't like my picture in general. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. So then I'm like, okay, can someone make me a logo? But I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, DM me and, like, make me a logo. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't, 
need everyone like chasing me down to be like, I've got one. Yeah, right. In the nicest way, like I would appreciate it, but I would get 400. Right. So it's just kind of one of those things that's kind of fallen to the wayside. But Understandable. My boyfriend's like, you have to take Kim Zolciak out. Also, because all the creepy old men who are like, hey, beautiful. Like, yeah. We carry on a conversation about like, did you see my profile picture? Yeah. You're like, you look stunning. And I'm like, so you haven't looked. Like, that comes no, I don't lot. even think it's like logo. I think it's just like, um, well, it's like it, it's a decision of of a character versus person. Yeah. I think your account is more of a character, uh-huh. and even though you see your face on stories, but like because if you just went to it to visit yeah. it, well, I guess you're private. But like, um, I, I, because I, I, and because it's part of, I noticed it was part of a song. I was like, oh, well, you just like pick. To yeah. song. I wasn't sure if your na- actual name was Lucy either. Yeah, um, uh, which I was surprised. I guess that just surprised me that like people thought I was that big a, B- a Beatles fan, which like I am. <laughs> 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 like I just kind of didn't think. But like, like it is the handle though. <laughs> right. That, like I just thought everyone would assume her name must be Lucy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I need to change that. It's also one of those things that, like you leave it too long and I've seen people change their images so much and yeah. I don't think you think about it. Like, when it's in your top thing, like, if I'm someone's first few things, right. they click on it because now they see that picture. So to change it, it's like I just changed my phone background. I didn't think it was my phone. Like, I kept picking it up being like, whose phone do I have? Be thinking that totally. was... Totally. So I think you don't, th- you won't think of me until I put it in there. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Um, I do think there's something with your tagline with being like, if you don't love Lucy, you know what I mean? When I ran for president in sixth grade, it was like, I love Lucy was the whole campaign. My mom yeah. made the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like j- there's, there's gotta be something there. There's definitely something like it. Yeah. There's something. I just, if you, yeah, you're the brand, like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to have your, t- I'm going like to have a jingle this ready I'll, for I'm gonna me. I'm going to have like a jingle <laughs> for you by EOD. Um, EOD. Wow. Still corporate America. I freaking love corporate America. I miss it so much. You do. So, I do. Um, I do ingest. Like, I think that I did well in corporate America because I'm, like, creative and, like, had fun with it and nobody else was having fun. And so people thought I was, like, a genius. But, like, I'm just a person that was trying to make the best of it. Make it interesting for yourself. Yeah. And But I think I was did it. So I was, you know, six years in, like, a hyper corporate position that now I get so much joy out of doing PowerPoints in comedy clubs because – I'm like doing slide transitions and making like font jokes and like it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because a lot of the audience they're like in full on corporate right. world, so it's kind of um, I miss my salary and I miss oh well that's l- laughing at the like I just think so much of like going out like I'd be on business trips in Cincinnati with like a 52 year old dude mm-hmm. like a father of four like. We're at a sushi place in the Midwest. Right. What are we talking about? <laughs> Remember those days. Like yeah. there is so much content just right there. There really is, but you yeah. can't talk about it when you're in it. No. Um, Brittany's past where I talked about plastic surgery on VPR. Eh, I'm not really not that interested in that. Um, how did you build such a big following with a protected account? I'd argue you built one. It's partially because of a protected account. It's both. I think. Um, yeah, I've been I've been public and private uh, a few times. I was told by some bigger accounts to go private and see how it worked. Just because it's, I think a lot of people come in and like like a meme or something, or they yeah. get to see it, and um, then they forget to follow. 
Whereas you have to follow to get in and then you forget to unfollow. I see accounts all the time that I'm like, when did I follow this? And it's probably because they were private. And I just was like, what did you send me? I'll follow it. And I don't want it to be sneaky like that. I'm not trying to do it like that. It also is kind of a protective way. I know that there are weird people out there. I know there are people taking stuff. So it just kind of worked out that way. And I go public a lot because of the swipe ups and like I need that for certain things. Um, But I feel like it grew. I took like a year. It was pretty much a year. I hit 10,000. And then in the last year is like the fifty more. Can you attribute it to like a series of posts or like one or two things or people? I think any time breaking news happens, I try and be really excessive almost with memes and like it's reactionary, the same kind of reactionary thing. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Like the royal, like Megxit, it was like a lot of like talking in the queen's voice. Like it was, a, I think sometimes, it, and that's more memes. And I think stories keeps people there. And I think memes bring people in. Totally. Um, but I have to be public for people to share them on their own stories. And a lot of people are always like, I can't share this. And I'm like, I get that. And I'm also a little like weary of just the creepiness that has come in before that I just don't want. And yeah. I like the control of it. Um, yeah, I think I gained like, I don't know like a couple thousand that week of uh, Tristan and uh, Jordan. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a big week. That was it. I was, because it just, more things kept coming out, and it was just every day. That was really big. BravoCon was really big. Um, it just, and I was public for that. Yeah. And it was a lot of accounts sharing each other, and just people wanted to follow to see what, it, and I just was like, I'm going to, my, my boyfriend calls it really, he's like, you're getting dashy. It's like your story, like if the dashes oh, yeah, the are good. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, you're getting dashy. Some like, days are dashier than right. others. Yeah. And I hate getting too dashy. Met Gala, like any award show, I yeah. really like like to stay on top of. That's when I do most of my polls. Um, I do March Madness every year and I do a theme. Yeah, I love that. So last year I had rom-coms and it was awesome. This year, it's I haven't announced it yet. It's It's been such a struggle because I think it's so particular what people are going to like think of it it's so opinion based okay so those either th- but, but by the, the time this comes out it'll be out mm-hmm. so can you say what it is yeah when is this coming out probably three weeks oh yeah it's uh hollywood heartthrobs oh so it's gonna be but it's like who am i put like brad pitt's a one seed for me and like people are gonna be upset but then it's all hot people. Like, I had, like, Post Malone and, like, Adam Driver in there because people have been so obsessed with them. But I had to eliminate them because there are too many actually hot people. Like, everyone knows they're hot. Like Greg Kinnear. He's not on. Wait, should I bring him in? Shit. No, I locked in. I, and I have, like, consultants. I mean, my friends hate March Madness. And like, is it only modern ones? They must be living. Because <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not like, like it's Bill Paxton. No, <laughs> R.I.P. No, I, I, I got like, no, it, I got Colin Firth. Like John, Colin Firth. like Josh Hartnett was like the thing oh, in two thousand. He's when, not in it, right? Um, so I mean, but like, Chad Michael Murray is as of now. Ooh, but that's we're interesting. yeah, but we're trying like we like my boyfriend doesn't want to talk about it anymore because he can't like rom coms. Like, let's talk hotties, right? <laughs> and he's just like I can't do the visuals and all this anymore, and I'm going through all their pictures and it's. I've bumped so many people out and so many people come back in and then it's timely people and really young people. 
and then I still think like Pierce Brosnan deserves a spot. Like, yeah, why oh my not? God, of like, course, like from Mrs. Doubtfire roles alone, not Bond, right. just Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> not Bond, only Miss Doubtfire. Yeah. Mamma Mia. Like, <laughs> that would be like an obnoxiously specific way. You're like, Brad Pitt in Fight Club, but not in, like you can't. Right. It's like they, they kind of take on, yeah, that's like a really impossible. Right. So it's going to be opinion-based. And that was the same with rom-coms. And rom-coms was honestly torture for me. Thank God Pretty Woman won. And not that okay. that's honestly anything we should aspire to yeah it's a dark movie yes when you so, watch so sex work yeah, yeah we've come a long way as, yeah. as women um, <laughs> but i think vivian and edward like therapy yes did they make it i think so well okay can you just tell me what the top five were oh god i'd have to look you've got mail lost in like round three harry met sally was out round one it was a. I realized how young my followers were pretty uh, quick. The holiday, I definitely think, was in the end. Maybe final two. Holiday's like, top five for sure. But it's also not. Like, it's a great movie. When I had all these DVDs, I used to buy DVDs like crazy. And in my sorority, like, everyone mm-hmm. would come in and almost, like, check out with a DVD. <laughs> Every time, everyone left with the holiday. And my roommate and I would be like, there are, I have 300 DVDs. Yeah. Let me introduce you to Breakfast at Tiffany's. Casablanca. Yeah. Like, and I'm very like old. You're movie. a rom-com snob. I am a snob, but I love all the new stuff too. Like, yeah, I mean, the holiday too was like 2007. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was even like further Earlier. back. That that's what's crazy too when you like I don't and I'm I could go into a rom-com like deep dive, but yeah, Pretty Woman won. I'm what about How to Lose a Guy? I think it fell out pretty quick. I wow, think actually that's one of my top. Um, yeah, I think the criminally underrated is um, the wedding date with Deborah Messing. So, well, so good. Dermot Mulroney is in my list um, of of mega hotties. Yeah, March mega hotties. He falls out too. Let's see. I have it in my highlights. Who? Because yeah, I want people to get into this. So if this comes out in the thick of March, mm, maybe. when will this launch? Right when March Madness does. So next week I'll probably announce what the... And you do Instagram polls? I do polls. Okay. Yeah. So and I'll they do... get heated. Yeah. And this one, I feel like rom-coms, people were just like, meh, like get rid of Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I was like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> that definitely makes it at least out of round one. And I like, I came from a basketball school. So the amount of people who also just don't understand what March Madness is right. and have a lot of questions about how this works. Yeah. I'm just like, just let it organically work and you'll see... Um, Should you have like a D two D three mega hotties league? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I was like considering play in games because yeah. I was like, I have too many. To loop back to the three hundred yeah. DVDs, what sorority were you in? I was a Pi Phi. Where did you go to school? KU, Kansas. Um, not Kentucky. Do you? Are you familiar with my obsession with talking about sorority recruitment? Yeah. Um, did you bump and do like the whole thing mm-hmm. with like pref night, sisterhood night, like mm-hmm. all the things? I only rushed really one year I only rushed sophomore year junior year I was a Rokai and then senior year I was a water girl because I didn't want to rush people because I couldn't like keep a straight face so that you asked to be a water girl yeah I like volunteer only seniors could be water girls because like seniors really wanted to opt out anyway yeah right it was really only up to the sophomores to like do the torture work right um yeah did you see anything as a Rokai that was heart-wrenching I had a that's terrible, but I bet none of them follow me. I wasn't assigned to, like, the main um, dorm that was all girls. I got one of, the, like, spinoff areas okay, yeah. of girls who just randomly decided to, like, um, rush. 
And I remember you like have them guess what your house is before you do like the big reveal ah, and yes. like whatever. It's like stereotype me. They were <laughs> guessing houses and I was like, ah. How dare you? <laughs> I was a little like, hey, mate top house I like got cut so I got cut from every house because my cousins are all fi-fis and I got cut like my top you go down to three that year it changed so much but it I went from five to one because I put my three and everyone had cut me but fi-fi which I went through so um, you pref day. Anyway? yeah that my uh, my cousins were there and I went through pref day like crying because if you played the game right you got the house. Like, if you didn't right. eliminate anyone. <laughs> so I went through prep knowing I was a pie fight. So, like, I pretty much had four prep days, like, crying, knowing I was, like, like singing <laughs> the songs. Like, like, I found my home. Right. But I was, like, I, I was, yeah, and I was, like, new member educator. Like, I, yeah. I love people that are just, like, low-key come in here with new member educator energy. Like, someone yeah. will be, like, oh, I was president. I was VP standards. And I'm, like, what? VP standards was always a shock. My best friend was VP of finance and she's an accountant now, so I guess it worked out. But like, I just think it's funny the type of people that would take on these roles because, like, it's just, it's a lot of nonsense. Mm. I think it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I just am obsessed with organization in a format that has no bearing on the rest of your life that people take so seriously. Like, it's. But like I remember death. leaving college and like everyone being like, what sorority were you in? And I always, then I started feeling, I was like, a lot of people weren't like your school didn't either have it or yeah. it wasn't a big deal. Like I went to the school that it was, I mean, it was a 22,000 probably person school and 2000 were in the Greek yeah. system. So really wasn't a big deal. But in my world, like, wow, it defined you, you only went through rush. Right. And if you didn't like it, but then afterwards, like, I was, isn't that a funny insult or is, is it an insult? Is God that damn independent? It, like, <laughs> like, so sue you I'm for sure being an individual? Like, I'm sure they were all like, yep, yeah, we are. Thank God. What a compliment. Like, I have to go home right now to go, like, hang I'm effectively a minion. Thing. I right. know. I, I truly, a GDI is the nicest thing you could call me right now. Right. Um, okay. Oh, my questions. All right. Um, it's funny people care about this stuff. Like, I don't care about Thomas and Catherine. Mm. Like, if they're back together, it's just, like, to me at this point, it's just not fun. That's kind of, it's just dark. It's like, too dark. There's not something... Like, I know they have two kids, and I hope their kids are well. And that's right, kind of that's the kind of, all of it. it. Yeah, he's a monster. Do you have, like, three of your, like, top, top housewives moments of all times? Oh, I feel like I'd be pretty traditional in the sense of, like, uh, Alison Dubois with right. the cigarette. Of like, course, I just yeah. think. And I think I also see housewives moments so differently. Like, when I do the trivia, I kind of, like, realize questions are really hard or really easy. Like, that's why my two friends like kind of have to look at questions a little differently because I work in like the images of like for memes, like I'm yes. taking these scenes from stuff and right. I'm like, I know this scene so specifically, not because I rewatched, I need to start rewatching seasons, especially because we're running out of questions. But like, I think I look at it so differently. I'm like, oh, is that a really hard question? They're like, yeah, no one would know that. But Wait, how can you give I, me an example? Can you think of a hard question off the top of your head? I like I feel like easy questions are like who are Kyle's kids like name right. them in order right you can kind of get there um I feel like no I can't think of any right now but okay. honestly even that easy question would take me a minute right and that's like that's that like, would be okay, a level how do I get from Farrah to Portia that's a level three question yeah. like round three more points yeah. ranking them in order I'm trying to think like what else like it's definitely like the names of stuff I don't know 
I'm trying to think of something. Isn't it so funny? I find this with Housewives constantly or when I'm on Bravo-related things. It's like my reservoir of knowledge is so deep, but off the top of my head, it's hard to specify. I feel like when you're like, what's your Housewives tagline? Or like, what's your big three moments? I'm like, I... I feel like a fraud right now being like, I don't really have, and no, I guess not. I don't have those answers prepared to like, why would you? I don't you're know. You're almost too in it. Here, It's kind of like, I hate when I, I'm doing an icebreaker thing and they're like, what's your favorite type of music? Ice cream. And I'm like, literally changes daily. Yeah. Like I have no truth as it relates to my absolutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waffling constantly. Yeah. And I think for like, you have to really sit down and think about it. Um, for housewives, all because like people, when you do interviews and stuff, as you know, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of just have your go tos, but then you start to feel like a broken record, right? And then I'll just be like, Scary Island, I don't know, like, what do you want me to do? Right. Like, Al Sharpton, Gummy Bears, like the whole song and right. dance, right? Because it is iconic, like, it's it iconic. Is, uh, like, but I'm that's not the wrong answer, it's just I feel like there are so many others that don't get, I think it's we think of. What's not getting credit? Like we brought up Tinsley and Eileen Davidson, and we're like, justice needs to be yes, served to this immediately. scene. And I'm like, I know there's a scene at the top of my head that's like really amazing, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I feel like that it it probably land in New York or Beverly Hills for me. Same, is always. I just think there's moments there. New York has so many little, little, little moments. Yeah, I think. Jules weirdly had some moments like oh for sure that I thought deserved a second season I'm I'm still here for that elixir yeah wasn't that what she made is like an elixir it was like a small it was like a five-hour energy shot that was like her mom's proprietary I don't know if it was called an elixir um she just got arrested so so she's coming back then. <laughs> like, so basically, it was in so Florida, so now it's perfect. she's back. <laughs> like no, you're New York, so right. here we are. I I think there's just yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, not housewives, but I consider it housewives. I'd bring back any scene or s- from Ladies of London. I could yes. like it is that was my question that I asked to Andy Cohen at uh, BravoCon. I got up on the mic. The show is so good. So good. And uh, I mean, all the people, when I went back and sat down, because I was recording myself, so like I asked the question, <laughs> it was, and I heard it, but like I sat back down and people were like, did you hear the cheers? Like, <laughs> you are a celebrity. Because it was, legend. like, it was wild. It's such an underrated show. And I think there's too much going on that it couldn't come back. The show is so good, but I, the, what I heard, I feel like I got this from like an insider is mm-hmm. that the production was too expensive. Like, because it's not, it's just a fortune to maintain yeah. and to pay all those women what they need to like do something. Yeah. Um, that no, literally Caroline Fleming. Like I thought everybody grew up in a castle. <laughs> I love her. I would get rid of, um, jewels, but also the lady she, with the balls. Yeah. But she adds fitness balls. so much in no. like a judgy way. <laughs> My investment in Mapperton is so hard. She's I'm, still doing a YouTube series. You should check in. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, she's trying to make Mapperton happen? No, it's, it's, it's a success right now. Really? I mean, booming. Yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure she has a YouTube or something on it. She like, I. The her, Countess of Sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. She, he's the Earl. Earl. She's the Countess, yeah. Um, no, my God. The Them at Mapperton was so, it was so funny to be in a place that's like historic and royal and she has all the titles everyone else wants, but like nobody respects her whatsoever. Yes. That it was like so frustrating to watch. Like Caroline Stanbury is literally talking about like you are, like if you're an American to get into this society and Caroline has like, she's the cream of the crop without a title. Right. And 
and definitely something happened for her to move away. Like she like to go to Dubai. Yeah, something's weird. But a there. lot of money still like flowing in, so good for them. They're still like raising their kids together. I just love her. And yeah. she was, she's always been so nice. Like, she's responded before. Like, she's so friendly. All of I them are. I would not consider her to seem friendly. All of them have responded. Like, when I asked the question to Andy Cohen, it got posted, like, to other accounts. And they were like, can we have this video? Like, this is so amazing. I was like, are you using this as leverage? Because you heard the cries of the people. Right. Or is it just funny? Like, she's teasing something, I think. But, um, yeah, I'd be, I bought the, like, unicorn onesie that, Caroline from wears. New Year's mm-hmm. I have it like I bought it specifically when she wore it that episode when Juliet when so she humped, humped Juliet's husband <laughs> uh-huh. I, I thought show. I was hilarious these are like deep questions oh um, god somebody said do we think Real Housewives is feminist or not I consider it's dying for Bravo but sometimes I feel conflicted I think anytime you uh are featuring dynamic older women it's a win for society right I think Andy should look at that as, like, I mean, look at all the female actors who are demanding roles, like, on TV. Like, there's a yeah. whole network de- dedicated to this. And I don't think it's like we've cat. It's not, um, like, Kim Cattrall complaining that, like, all- her only storyline in Sex and the City is now about menopause. Like, these yeah. women choose their storyline in a sense. Like, right. you can control it. Like, you start a business, you do this. Like, this is their lives, or it should be in some sense. So I think... It's it can only be better for women if they want it to be. Agree. If they want to have a cat fight, we're still having cat fights. Like I I don't need a feminist like movement to eliminate all of it. Like that's still gonna happen. Yeah, it's like, like I'm still gonna cry in the bathroom. A choice, like, right? Yeah. It's not like acting in a world where men are comfortable with your behavior. It's doing whatever you damn well please. Right. And if you want to house a bottle of Chardonnay and then fight in a clothing boutique, like do it. I encourage it <laughs> in this setting for sure. I agree. I think people are funny about um, mm-hmm. it's like it's this is setting us back. I'm like we're fine. Uh, Why are you watching? The imp- entire point is that like we're allowed to have like feelings, emotions, flaws. Um, this person missed. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, that was like your question a few weeks ago, being like, "What other themes would you like to <laughs> see?" <laughs> And you were like, oh, edit the whole thing. Okay, get rid no. of me as the host. Like, what? I do that. No, I literally, I don't mm-hmm. ask questions a lot because <laughs> people miss it so much. I ask for people's weirdest celebrity crushes. People were like, Zac Efron, Matthew McConaughey. I was like, moving on. I think anytime I ask for like any questions to me, yeah. it is always like I'm eliminating things because I'm like wow this got really judgy or really dark and I don't get a lot of that in the DMs so when you open it up to questions suddenly people Same. are like you have asked it's okay this is okay this is maybe like I don't care about talking about Shep on Southern Charm like that doesn't it's a little me. more like just how how's Shep doing I don't know I don't talk to him personally like the next season he will be a douchebag like yeah I, Southern Charm is kind of like Vanderpump for me like, have they gotten too old? Have we lost, like, the there's the Catherine and Thomas of it all, like, the 22-year-old and the 48-year-old, like, dating and then getting right. pregnant. Like, there was a level of, like, shock value. And then Kath, uh, Thomas and Ashley. Or no. Ashley. Was it? No. Yeah. yeah. Who was the one before? Who was the annoying one who laughs like a dolphin? 
Landon. Landon. He wasn't with Landon. Yeah, right. Ashley. Like, there was these shock levels that you knew were true. Like, you knew those people right. were insane. And I don't know if some, uh, Southern Charm has that still. Or, like, they're now protecting it a little more because Thomas isn't coming back. Like, everyone saw what happened there. So, like, we're all being, like, a little cautious. I feel like everyone's so cautious now because of, like, what are you going to dig up about them? What? I not know. that they've all done something that, that warrants that kind of, like, canceled right. culture. I just think it's a big canceled culture. And if you're on TV, you're scared. Of course. And I think that it's almost like you need, I think in life, it's important to know, like, I like to leave the party when I'm still having fun. I don't want to exhaust what I'm doing to the point where people are like, yeah, it's about your time to go. Mm -mm. And I think that the magic of Southern Charm season one and two and Vanderpump season one and two, you just don't get an old congressman knocking up a 20-year-old every day. You just don't get your, you know, the the waiter or the bartender you're dating knocks up a woman in Vegas, pays for, her, you know, her abortion, lies about it. Like these it was like what? And it was real and they were all like dark and sad and twisted and they were all actually friends and it was legit. And then we've been trying to perpetuate that magic yeah. for a decade for both shows and it's just kind of like it's like the reboot thing of it all. It's like, yes, I love these people and I'm attached to them too, but I do think there comes a time. Attached to the memories. Yeah, where we're just, it's it's the idea of it. And it's I a don't want it to get we, ruined. Agreed. I think OC was our first taste this season of ruined. I felt it was ruined. Yeah. And I still give them a chance and like, we'll see, but I'll give it an episode. Like I'm that out of OC. Yeah. And I watched the reunion because like, who doesn't love a reunion? Right. But I do feel like, I don't, Bravo, I think, has done a good job. I don't think Bravo's had to worry about it yet. I think this is their first year of what, why aren't people reacting? And they don't have as much. And people on the shows see too much of the fans' views. That's what they said about Beverly Hills. They were all yelling at Camille because they're like, you are so catered to the fans. And you know when the fans are going to oh. like this. And you're editing this stuff. And she's playing into it on Twitter. Oh. And I think... They all called it out, which I was like, Beverly Hills, to be the first ones to like admit it, is a shock because they also are pretty controlled. But I think everyone's watching the reactions so much mm -hmm. and then following that up the next season. Got and it. And changing things, I think. No, I think that makes – well, I think it's um, – inevitably – you're going to respond if you pay attention to what like people say and do it's like our fans or whatever mm -hmm. you're going to act in response to it and that just like it makes you separate from the authenticity but also like the um i just think that like uh networks production companies need to let things lie and be okay taking the risk with the problem is just it's never going to happen because you'll you'll have a baseline level of loyalty financially securely with like viewership yeah and it spoils things but like i i don't want to remember vicky how she is now like i want to i want family van vicky i, I want nailed to the cross like jesus yeah. vicky like i don't it's and i worry well like okay did you hear that episode of bitch says where they basically said to uh pk lives in london and he and dorit are getting divorced Wait. And yeah, I I've heard this a couple places. I didn't hear it on Bitch Test yet, but I had Brian Wyland was on it, and he he said it, which I like. That means it's true, right? Ooh, yeah. But then, so I was watching her stories, and it was like that day or the night before. I heard that circulating. Yeah. And people were sending that to me, and it makes sense now why people were so attached to it if he said it. And then the next day, PK was there, and he, PK Phoenix Jaga were all touring a submarine 
and they were all together, and I kind of was like, oh, that was a, a quick. Yeah, they went on like a, it was. Um, what would have it might have been President's Day or something? Like it was a three day weekend. I feel like it had to do with like teaching their kids history or around this holiday. <laughs> so they <laughs> walked into the submarine. She goes, oh look, PK, that's like where the toilet is, and she then took a picture of the toilet. She's like the toilet where like all the shit goes, including the stories like about my family that isn't true. And it was so fast that I was like, this story just started like buzzing oh. that she was already calling it out and PK was there. But now hearing that was probably like. Oh, I, there's smoke. And I, I also think Dorit is maybe actually one of the underrated housewives that people hate on Dorit. And I think Beverly Hills survives with Dorit. She's perfect. She is what Beverly Hills needed because yeah. I think the only thing annoying about her is there's so many stories that have come out about her in the years and we latched on to like Lisa Renna's story or uh, Lisa Vanderpump's story and like other things because they pick whatever storyline we're going to yeah. talk about and they've all protected Dorit and that's annoying because like New York would have just been like ah, yeah, here it is like whatever own. like shout it out. And I'm like, we've got to eventually dr- address this. Meaning like her financial issues. Financial relationship has always come into question. Your voice. The voice. Like they just dance around it. And they like, I appreciate that as a friendship because I feel like they all are trying to protect each other and knew they wanted to take down LVP. And yeah. And die on that hill. That was right. totally planned. A hundred percent. Like not saying LVP hasn't done shit, but like you attacked her when she was down. Yeah. Her brother had died. It was an attack. I believe that. But I think all the storylines they could latch on to, and it was about the dog. Like, and they were so like, Lisa planted it, Lisa planted it. I still think Teddy planted it. I, I was a little concerned about you with the Lucy of it all. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what did I do? No, I was kind of like, I was thinking about Lucy, that. Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy. Yeah, it's like, that was like, th- those are the funny catchphrases that last for a season, kind of like mm-hmm. the Madison Marie Parks Villetta, yeah. like the, the catchphrases that just like come and, and go. 40 people make an account with that name. And yes, yeah. and then everyone's like, are you Lucy because of Apple Juicy? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. And also it was Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juice. Yeah. I never rhymed. Never rhymed, which was upsetting. <laughs> I Yeah. I agree about Dorit. I think she's so beautiful. She's so We need beautiful. Beverly Hills because they bring it outfit-wise. I am so tired of seeing people not putting any effort into their appearance on TV. Like, I, I, I kind of come for the looks. I come for the drama mm-hmm. of it all. And Their testimonials, like, they're already releasing their testimonial looks because that is a moment. Yeah. Like, they are delivering that like it is Paris Runway. Like, yes. And it, and it is. And that came from Erica Jane. As boring as people think Erica Jane has got, like, I, that's fine. Erica still brings something. Yeah. I do think that's just Beverly Hills. That might just be their mentality of a little guarded, a little controlled, a little something else that people don't like because New York is so unfiltered. Right. It's like the, it's got to represent the essence. Mm-hmm. So it's more about appearances for yeah. them. And yeah, I mean, Dorit's like Louis Vuitton netted turtleneck that was sparkly, the Chanel earrings, <laughs> like the so much. Uh, honestly, I I actually am like a huge Dorit fan, Me and too. I feel like she. Um, I think it's funny. I never really thought about how she's the only housewife completely plagued with financial issues that has never been called out, and I never thought about that till now, and my head's spinning. But I also wouldn't have really argued it was because everyone has her back, but I guess they do. You just a lot of times though. I think 
stories get thrown out to deflect. Yeah. And they didn't need deflecting last year because all of them wanted the LVP thing to be the story. True. And then before that, it was Pantygate for like a whole season. It's been Puppygate, Pantygate. Like we've just had the stories already there. Yeah. And I think New York, and like probably New York though, like it was Carol and Bethany for so much. And other things were that happening. Was annoying too. So annoying. Luann has been such a story for so long. So I feel like they had a focus, and a lot of the seasons can have a focus, and yeah. it's there, and then have underlining things. Beverly Hills, I think, wanted to make sure Dorit was protected. Um, Erica and uh, the – what's his name? The judge? Uh, Girardi. What's his Tom. Name? Tom, Girardi. He – like, they've had rumors every season that they're right. done. He's yeah. moved out. She's out on the street. Like – never has it been brought up true i think lisa renna don't bring up the husband like <laughs> yeah how do we just breeze past that obviously there's something, something huge there. there kim richards the tell-all book is now buried because kyle and kathy have buried it again wait kim wrote a tell-all kim had a tell-all coming out this summer and it's been pushed back to 2021 because kim and because kyle and kathy have put a kibosh on that but Kyle can go out here with American woman. <laughs> and Kyle's adopting another dog today. Maurice who posted. Like, they a lot of dogs. A lot of dogs. And let me tell you, I want to be the woman who has like five dogs, like over capacity of pets. Yeah. But like enough that my home is still clean. I actually. I can't yes. There's there dog shit all over yeah. these nice houses. Do you think Mauricio's as good as he seems? I don't know. I don't know either. I do not know. I don't know. I think he is a real question mark. I think. I want it because I like Kyle and I like the image yeah. of the dogs and the White House and her kids and Portia and there's a lot there and he's taken on uh, is it Alexia who's the oldest mm -hmm. who wasn't his daughter like I think there's a lot of I'm happy for it I just but I think we bury it and I think that's a Hollywood they are so connected especially Kim or especially Kyle and um, Lisa are protected by, like, the celebrity of it that mm. you can bury the storyline yeah. for those big stories. And then, like, Dorit's not a celebrity. So, like, sure, they pick up, like, oh, she's got financial issues or PK's not living there. That stuff can get picked up. I think, like, if you want it to stay underground, you can keep it underground in yeah. Beverly Hills. That's like, a, think about, you like... You should write, like, a thesis. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I was still in school, like, to just write a thesis on this. No, there's, like, a lot here, though, right. about, like, society and, like, socioeconomics and, like, preferences and mm -hmm. of groups and cities. Like, I think you're dead on. Um, remember when Tone It Up was a Bravo show, of course. Do you remember that? No. The fitness show? Um, I remember Tabitha's hair show. Do you remember Rosie Pope? Mm -mm. Pregnant in Heels? Oh, I remember pregnant she had, heels. She had like a lisp and was British. Mm -hmm. That was a great. Oh, I'm like a huge Jeff Lewis stan. Look, I think I could never marry that man, and <laughs> Gage is lucky to be out of it. But I loved flipping out, and I so looked forward good. to the eight episodes we got every year. When every other show is twenty plus, we got eight episodes of flipping out. It and was they so filmed good. Long, they filmed triple of any show for only eight episodes. Yeah, and they won an Emmy. It was so good. I do think we lost too many people from the staff that it suddenly yes. was going to be just Jeff and Monroe. <laughs> like, 
And she couldn't Even do... Even Vanina left after her boob job. Right. Like, everyone left. So I, I wish... I like the design aspect of that, too. It's almost like HGTV, which I can fall into that yeah, right. on a casual Sunday. Right. But it's a little more, like, done up. And he's doing, what's her name, from Real Housewives of Miami's house. Like Leah Black, yeah. Yeah. I liked, there was something there that was still, he was, I, I loved him. But, God, the people who worked for him for more than, like, two months. Oh, it's, it's honestly, like bullying <laughs> oh he's an awful i don't know how he gets away with that and i yeah he engaged like i, I wanted know. it to work and now it's not working do you listen to the his radio show no i like i don't know he was talking about it like right when they broke up he was he broke his own news oh yeah no he like literally i uh, i'm not I'm, like that proud to admit this but i literally listen to jeff lewis live every day okay because i like kind of like traditional radio because i podcast so yeah. much um they're in a terrible custody battle to the point where now Gage is um, wants Monroe's last name to be Edward Lewis, and they're like now in a battle of like changing her surname and of like the custody percentage. And I but, mean, because her name's Monroe Lewis. Oh, and he wants to be and Edward he, Lewis. And he's it's like a, a total mess, and they're in like serious litigation. Which, it's kind of sad. I think what's super sad about that whole situation, and I think both of them I kind of thought when they were doing this I was worried because I think Jeff is kind of that person yeah like when I wish it had been um Gage's sperm (laughs) like in the sense that like to separate all the control and I think that's the scary thing yeah and like Gage is still her dad too and like it's it's true but because uh, it's just so different for it's very hard to yeah. like, unless you're using a surrogate and it's just like Andy and his surrogate, like that's separated now. I forget that he's a dad, yeah. Right, but like to have both dads, but it's Jeff's firm. Like, I'm sure so much was signed before that, but I just think he, we've seen him as a boss. I can't imagine him like now that he they're breaking never up. back down. Right, like never. I, that, that's so hard because you know Gage like wants to be there for Renroe and that's the whole thing. Oh, uh, 100%. People want to know what we think of Salt Lake City. I, I don't know any. I don't know. I'm interested. I mean, when it got dropped at BravoCon, everyone thought it was Chicago. And then we heard before it was announced, people were starting to hear Salt Lake and no one believed it. But yeah, I've heard it's um, a mix of actual um, still Mormons, which I know you're going to yeah. love that. Well, like, will I, though? Because they're not drinking. But you're Mormon mommy blogger culture. Yeah, no, I I think Mormon mommy bloggers are interesting because they're obsessed with a facade that yeah. translates to blogs but not television. Maybe that's it. like know? the protection of it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. It's that, but it's also they're gonna do um, people who have left the culture, like so they're not oh, in it yeah. anymore. So yeah. that's what's gonna be interesting. I think. Let's see. Do you watch this Below Deck Sailing show? I do. Is it I any like good? it. Yeah. Um, I have a below decks, all of them. A, I think there's more episodes than any season, like Housewives. Like, it's a lot. Um, so I really like them, but I get uh, worked up watching people live, eat, work with their boss, and date people all in the same space. Okay. And I kind of get like a little like stressed about like how are they like when Hannah had a panic panic attack like last day, I was like, yeah. yeah, no, this is not going well. Like you are yeah. sabotaging yourself. So I've 
dropped off with some things. This one I really like. Um, I love Adam, the chef. I like I, Adam. I really think he's cute. He's, he's better than Ben. Uh, yeah, I don't. And for <laughs> Ben to get any action is surprising to me every time. Adam, there's He'll a lot. He'll poke your I eye out yeah. with his mane. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't get him. But I am here for Adam. The chief stew, I I like her. I think she's a giant bitch. Like, yeah. I couldn't work for her. Right. But I want, like, she gets shit done, but she's not my type. It's almost a romantic thing that I'm into for Adam and her, Jenna, I think. Yeah. Are you Kate or Hannah? Not that we have to put them on a guest or color. I mean, I think Kate, which I've heard that Kate's. She announced she's leaving officially. She's announced she's leaving, and I I said she's getting something else with Bravo. That's why she stayed in New York. I don't think she can. I was about to say anchor. That's funny. Do you think she can anchor her own show? I don't know. I thought she'd get something on Sirius on his network, or I've heard she's going to host a panel discussion, and they bring in other people each week. So Mm. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a people's couch, and they're all, like, judging, like, it's Jax, her, and Shep judging Beverly Hills that week. Mm. I can't tell what it is. That was, like, I can't remember what blog posted it, and everyone was posting it then, and I was like, this isn't, like... Because I worked at People for a long time, just as like an assistant, I very like it's People, it's TMZ, and it's Page Six. If it's not in one of those, we don't count it. Like it's totally not a source. So I hate when people start sharing articles. I'm like, what like, is? It's cheat sheet dot biz, right? <laughs> not real. Like, and I and not to say that they might not break it, and I want them to get the credit they're due sure. if they somehow do break it. But like, I'll never give the credit to Us Weekly. Or E! News. My nemesis is. E! News. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> no, I just like, all of us are out here producing funny, interesting content with actual opinions about things that are valid from a millennial's actual perspective. And they have copywriters. Like, they, they, they have no clue what's going on. I pride myself in knowing that E! News is aware of me because I have made it my life's mission to get their entire staff fired for the <laughs> captions they write. Like, And they are aware that I like rake them over the coals. That is also somewhere where I grow is if I comment on an E! News po- post like being just like, shut up. Like, or just this yeah. doesn't make sense. I get so many followers if it's like relevant enough. Some and people it are always like. If it's like quick enough. Right. People are like, you're being really mean. Why do you always lurk here? And I'm like, why do they always have to comment on things in a punny way? Yeah. Stop ruining. Like there are puns and then we don't need them. Right. And they like do a pun and a pun and a pun and a pun is the whole caption is like seven puns. And I'm like, well, we've lost. The first pun <laughs> is gone. Can can Camilla and Sean Mendez, yeah. their broken relationship. It's I, like, I promise you they've done about that. I promise you they've done that. I promise <laughs> you they've done that. And it infuriates me that someone is sitting there running that account. And it's multiple people. And then there's been spell check issues before. They did something really, I got to remember what it was. It was like six months ago. Oh, it was something about a, something about boobs or a bra, like someone's push-up bra or something. Oh, they were like, scandalize they're like talking about someone's color of their bra or whatever i was like that is a symbol for breast cancer like it was a breast cancer awareness post that called them out and they took it down and i was like good it's the small victories that bill's sister and i are always she's like have you been over there yet to to take this down and i'm like all right head it over like people just start sending me stuff and 
I can't make it my life's work to take down e-news, but I will try. Because they don't even get it right. They're not even the source for Kardashian news. And they produce that show. It infuriates me that they don't know anything they're talking about. And they source 400 other people. They're never the source. No they're one ever so comes out to of them. touch. So out of touch. It's just, uh, oh, I could get. I, w- I, I appreciate them grooming Morgan Stewart. Because I do think she's sharp as a web. I agree. And I do think... Something will have to change in the coming years with the red carpet. Oh, it's yeah, it's awful. It's it, I can't turn on ABC and watch uh, uh, Sharon Osbourne scream at Brad Pitt. Like that's not what I want to watch. So I need E News to pull it together. But I also like E News brunch before the Oscars. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I I just need you to put Morgan on the carpet. There's that Erin Lim girl or whatever, and I like her fine now. She was also someone who I was like, this girl's annoying me. Got taken down real quick. People were, like, defending Erin. I was like, okay, going to give her a chance. Heard and see. I got you. I believe I belong in the red carpet before her, but that's fine. She's doing her best. Um, And then there's, like, their after shows. Yeah, Morgan is definitely Kristen uh, Cavallari. She somehow roped into it. I like Brad. I can do Brad Goreski. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not supposed to support him because he oh, backstabbed I Rachel. Yeah, I like Zoe. Gary Gennetti, so I support Brad. Right. That's my, that's my, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my friend is like, he's backstabbed Rachel Zoe. Like, she's a big Rachel Zoe fan. And so I'm always like, okay, but Rachel is taking a step out of the spotlight. I'm yeah. going to have to stick with Brad. Agree. There are people there that aren't Ryan Seacrest who seemed a little problematic a year or so ago, and then we brushed that away. Truly? Like, <laughs> I I mean, one of my grievances in the biz, if you will, is, like, there is zero regard for um, quality and talent and all regard for popularity. And hosting gigs are given to people that have huge platforms and zero skills and mm-hmm. knowledge of the subject matter. Kristen Cavallari doesn't even read enough about vaccines to know that their kids should have them. Yeah. Much less has she watched Parasite. I'm screaming. I'm just like, you don't know research who you're interviewing. Right. Like, ha- and also the problem too is we can't talk shit anymore. So it's we're like, so every, every look dress is, is iconic. Beautiful. Iconic. I'm like, it do you is know not. what iconic means? It's in, in, it, it hinges on novelty right. and rarity. Which is something like when I post polls about red carpets, like it is like I have to have a pep talk with everyone right before and be like, you have to look at it not through like what you would wear, but like like everybody ripped apart GP's pink dress that I think is iconic. From uh, Shakespeare in Love? From the for red carpet. Yeah, when she won an Oscar yeah. Shakespeare in Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is iconic. No, no, it lost. Um, these are things that I have to deal with <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm just going to see if any of these questions are good. Good. There's so many questions about Below Deck and the Riley Ooh, thing, but I didn't watch I it. Didn't, oh, thank God. I didn't. I I, I, got, skipped, I tuned out. I always have a bad habit of skipping the Below Deck um, seasons that are really, really good. Like I just opt out that season, and then you can't get it's back a lot in. to take on. You can't get back in. There's a suddenly deep dive into Billy Lee. Are you insane? <laughs> I've never. She gone. Exactly what she wants. She's gone. <laughs> uh, Lucy hasn't watched the Love Is Blind fin- uh, reunion, but no. I watched 20 minutes of it and actively turned it off because here's the thing: we don't leave it to amateurs. Bravo basically invented the art of their reunion. 
it, it, that is where you go to bat. That is where you air your grievances. And every other show, Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, like, they use it to, like, play softball, and it's just not entertaining. The 90 Day Fiance woman, how does she spell Sean Robinson. I, I Michelle pers- Collins needs to be doing them. It's, oh, I love Michelle. Like She's she, the best. And she watches it so thoroughly, like, she knows what to ask. The, Sh- Sean Robinson is almost as effective as Chris Harrison at the Women Tell All, right. who just watches them all scream at each other. And it's right. like, well, I have no answers, and I just know I hate McKenna more than I did when I walked in. Right. Like, Andy does a really good job or rallies it or it's the editing or something. And maybe it's because they film for the 12 hours and right. you know it's a full day and maybe budget's restricting. Well, he's a potster. You can right. see his face light up. Yeah. If it's boring, Andy's bored. He's furious. Mm-hmm. And people just want to impress him. Yeah. So they bring drama. Or yeah. Ramona falls asleep. Right. And I don't think anybody's, like, trying to get Sean Robinson on their good side. I don't think anyone cares. That's it. Here, Yeah. One quick 90 Day Fiance thought. Michelle Collins, she hosted the after show, and she said that the problem with TLC is that they take it seriously. The reunion would be funny if the host was funny, but they want to make it like, tell us about the hardships of your K-9 visa process. And it's just like, <laughs> nobody takes it seriously. No one takes it Are you it watching the season? I haven't started. I Well, we watched the first episode. The Soja Boy of it all. Uh, like that's the only thing I care about. Well, and is Soja Boy, is that <laughs> <laughs> Soja Boy, also who the woman who's dating the man who doesn't have a London accent, a British no, accent? That Williams. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps saying like that British accent really gets me, and I'm like, what? No. What are you hearing? Yeah. Truly, and she seems like such a lovely woman, and all her children are so concerned. And I'm like, yeah, I actually all her children don't know. That's where I left it. Only one daughter, oh, yeah, and the daughter's going with her. Trust me, I don't relish in her misfortune. No. She seems like a nice woman. Williams is definitely, he's Tanger. running a scam. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he does not live in the United Kingdom. Oh. She asked him which airport in London to fly into, and he said, I don't know, I'll text you later. <laughs> he doesn't even know airports. Heathrow. Yeah, get, right. It's <laughs> like, like not that complicated. Throw one out there. Um, oh, boy. So 90 Day Fiance and stuff is the type of show that has made me depart from Bravo a bit just because mm-hmm. I'm like, these are – these are people that just don't know the game and they just have no choice but to unequivocally be themselves. And I think love is blind. I like resisted it for a long time because a I week. didn't watch. <laughs> like, it's only been out three weeks. Yeah. Um, I resisted it for a long time. Um, for like, when I first heard about it, I was like the circle, like I didn't get into the circle. I, I couldn't do it. it. It just, I'm like, I don't think Netflix can do reality, but then you get into love is blind. You're like, Oh, I need F bombs. I need blackout behavior. I need someone telling they're threatening them to their face physically. Like I needed all of it. And, but the problem is reunions. They didn't film that till recently. Once the show got popular, mm-hmm. it's been two years. That's what's wild. And I was kind of hoping would work out and it seems like it didn't from what I'm hearing from people that it I either thought the two years was going to add so much yeah because on your podcast with Mark he's like no I hadn't talked to her like in that Can you time believe she left him at the altar and they just never <laughs> spoke again she left in her dress I was like take your damn dress off put he's on your sweats yeah yeah I mean honestly he had to be clued in to the fact that I couldn't figure it out. And then everyone DM me. I was like, why is she walking so weird? And everyone was like, there is no bouquet. There's no bouquet. I was, I, I didn't even, I was more focused on the decor of the only venue that wasn't, which I think you're 
2010, 2000s podcast really would have, like, I mean, it was all the stencil work of this oh, place yeah. that everyone's doing on furniture that no one needed. Right. That was literally that the glass whole, <laughs> that whole venue. I was like, what year is it? And then the music was like dashboard confessional. And I was like, yes. what's going on? But I loved that aspect of it. I thought it made it so much more ridiculous because you knew they weren't getting married. But I really hoped the reunion was going to bring it I only like saw the first doesn't. 20 minutes. And they um, sh- the one clip they shared, though, was the Amber calling her out thing. I was like, you shouldn't have shared that. It's because all, it sounds yeah. like that's going to be the only thing is entertaining. And I don't think we're all hanging our hat on trusting Giannini, Giannina. Like, she's just, she's trying to be Eileen Davidson. Like, she's just oh, trying to, like, do get her in the soaps. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I guess they're still together, but um, the... Because it got popular. Because it got, like, I, I, there's I, no other reason. I don't think that they were actually together this whole time. Because there's things couples say that aren't really together, uh, like how happy they are, how they can't, like, people. How the sex is bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, not together. She, do you ever wonder <laughs> why? There's that uh, SNL, Chloe, I'm going to forget her last name. I love name. her. Love her. She's I was following her before. Underplayed so much, and I'm glad she went viral for that imitation yeah. because it was so dead on. Right. Uh, I got to think. Busy Phillips is art. Oh, yeah. Her handle's at Chloe is crazy. Chloe is crazy. Thank you. Um, she's so good. And she does impressions so well. <laughs> but that one of Giannina just, I think Giannina is crazier personally than Jessica. I, I think agree. Jessica is sad. There's yes. something happening there that. Yeah, yes, we're all a little sad. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Like, right. I'm drinking right now. Like, yeah. I got it. Maybe there's something really relatable about Jessica mm-hmm. that we're all, like, not trying to mm-hmm. acknowledge. Gina Nina, m'lady, mm-hmm. is a psychotic level, and they loved to fight in public. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they'd make up in public. Mm-hmm. And that was my creepy thing. I think people it's who like, like other – Yeah, I think it's a kind of erotic thing, like – People seeing you fight and people seeing you make up, which there were cameras there, so it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. But they loved to then make out right afterwards. Yeah. They fought in front of their friends at uh, Barnett's birthday party. Yeah. They, I, I think there's, they did it at dinner. Right. There's something in about the chef. In front of the chef. Around They like come to life. It's a voyeur thing. Is yes. that how you say the word? Voyeur? Voyeur, yeah. Voyeur, yeah. That's Whoa. what it is. And That's I think so interesting. I thought that the first fight when they did it in front of everyone and they're sc- getting louder and louder because no one's paying attention. And then they did it at the restaurant and then they did it in front of the chef. And she's like, isn't he amazing? I'm like, you literally just the other day had a conversation to a wall, which I think that was maybe the best editing is when they'd be in different rooms. Yes. And it was supposed to like symbolize the pods. Yes. Even though Jessica really missed not seeing Mark's face, which I yes. thought was <laughs> awful. <laughs> when you kept asking him, like, so did the, like, like physical stuff come up? Because that seemed to be the big thing for her. Okay, I this is this is what why I'm not a journalist. Because <laughs> I was he was kind of like I don't know what happened the second or third day of Mexico. I'm like she saw Barnett. She saw Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say this without coming? Yeah, yeah. And I was like I want to be in the event he was actually in love, and this is actually a sore spot. Right. I'm not going to be an asshole, but I was kind of trying to allude to it. I think it was. I think there was um, the terms of him having the different venue, and he said, "I'm going to leave it up to the producers." But she came around. I was like, "So basically, she left, and you guys weren't going to get married." Right. That's what I was ascertaining. But then also, 
he he kind of was just like, I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what happened. And I think I'm like, I don't know if he watched the show back that closely. And I think in real time, he really wasn't aware that she he was a second choice. Well, and he had said to you that like it it was edited or maybe because it was crammed more together or something like everything was great until the horseback riding thing. Yeah. Which for us as the viewer, things were not great. Like things were not going well. Like I personally really was concerned before the horses entered. Like it's such a good point. So when he said that, I was like, I honestly think for him to pinpoint something that distinct, yeah, as like things turned, it must have like been only a few little things that yeah. we only saw in like one episode to be like, she's not into you. But also then the whole thing that she wanted to leave and she begged production to leave is the yeah. whole. And they wouldn't let her. So she wanted to go. But, well, I, I couldn't okay. air this part because I didn't tell him I was technically recording. But he said, yes, yeah, she, she, he told me. He's like, she tried to leave. But mm-hmm. Diamond left. Like, she could have actually left. But she was, she'd talk to producers and she'd kind of get back into it. And she'd come back. He's like, no one held a gun to my head. No, like, right. you actually he said could that. leave. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, what's confusing. But also he told me. I didn't put this in the podcast. The day before he was on my podcast, she want she was um, she did an interview with USA Today and said that Mark blindsided her and was supposed to say no, and then Netflix told her no more press. She got oh. like they're like you can't do interviews anymore if you're gonna say shit like that because he was like it's honestly not true like. But that's what I had heard that, and then I listened to your episode, and I was like, well, he didn't mention anything about, like, we mutually, like Kelly and Kenny seem to have done. Which which seem to be allowed to say. Right. But maybe it's because they already know she's lying. I think she probably got worse at it than, I think, both her and Kelly weren't as, I think it was just such a jump for Kelly. Like, suddenly Kelly was like, no. And we were all like, well, I kind of thought you'd go into this. Her family was shocked. Her mother her was like, about to great. jump out there. <laughs> like, was she single? I don't know. But then, like, for Jessica, I also think, I, I don't know. I think we focused so much on the age, and that was super annoying. Like, in itself, she wouldn't let it go. She was so focused on the image of it. And I think maybe because she hadn't, like, you couldn't look back at another season of this. Right. And pinpoint, like, oh, it worked out for them or someone else. And then someone told her, like, you said Priyanka and Nick. And I was like, that really sparked her. She's like, you're right. Everything will be okay. And I, was like, I know. I don't know if they're okay over there. Like, I could dive into Priyanka and Nick. <laughs> I can't. We're doing the whole, like, nice <laughs> thing again, yeah. not saying anything. We're just like, should we go Moving there or not? On. So I think basically we wanted to go out and get drinks. We instead <laughs> just combined drinks with podcasting, recorded for an inordinate amount of time, and now we'll just make it into an episode, and I think it's perfect. I think it's great. Um, I appreciate Oh my you god, no, this was so this much long. fun. You were cracking me up. But the other thing is, I also was in very, very in the heyday of whispering aliens. And it, it it is a thing that deserves its own like serial almost. Oh yeah, yeah, no. It, it I think that's Facebook groups in general. And oh, I've yeah. heard that the same with um mommy groups. Yes. Like and you have to be very careful and you say one thing wrong there. Um Whispering Aliens was so fun. And Do you I remember kinda, why it went down. So I was, I think I was in the original one, but like wasn't participating in it. And then it got taken down because someone posted someone's cell phone number. It was like Taylor Armstrong or something, like shared the phone number. So then Whispering Aliens started again. 
and I was in that one and I didn't post a lot, but I loved the live threads. And there were a lot of people in there, like I could think of names right now. And I still talk to a couple of them, like just through Instagram now. But before it turned into Bitch Sesh by Kim's Goddamn House too, because I'm in that one. Oh, that's the new name for, I thought Whispering Aliens was still around. Cause then they, it is, and okay. there's an offshoot. But yeah, before and then there the was Thunderdome. A Supreme. <laughs> the Thunderdome. No. Taken to like Supreme Aileen, Supreme Aileen, something oh, else. Damn. There was a couple other accounts. I don't think I made it into the newer one, Kyle by Aileen's house. But I wasn't posting too much by the end. And then I checked in, like, because I wasn't on Facebook that much. And then I'd check in and yeah. I'd be like, oh, nothing's really happening here. Like, the, you'd get like 200 comments for like a live, like, list oh yeah everyone and that was so fun because people were so funny i mean i I swear bitch session bitch session invented the private facebook group group. yeah i think so like and it was but they get too big and every Mm -hmm. time they get up to about twenty thousand, every single one i've been in has blown up i just remember like there were so many my favorite moment i'll never forget this girl posted like her kitchen do you remember (laughs) the kitchen so ramona singer was doing a renovation on uh her Hamptons house. Yeah, when she had the tight ponytail. Yeah, and she was she kept talking about like doing a renovation, blah blah blah. This girl decided that that was a great like segue into her own renovation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she posted her kitchen, <laughs> and people lost it. And I don't even know if I was in for the original kitchen story, but they circled it. They loved it to circle threads back up on the year anniversary. And they it was such an amazing job like of remembering someone there was so on top of it. But this woman had uh they said her triangle was so fucked up of like where her sink oven and, and so then people are into design snobbery. People were so rude to this woman. There's not three corners of yeah, light. In three the corners. Light. And and she did. And honestly, there's like a design. Th- like, I don't know much. But where her oven was, with where everything. You're like, was, I, was, I was like, you can't was walk. Shook. You can't. Like, I was like, that doesn't make sense. But they just would circle it around every year. Or every few months, someone would come <laughs> and be like, remember? And it was just <laughs> pop up. Those were the best moments. Like, those groups were so, so funny and so clever. Like, those are the people, if they started a meme account or something, I'd just shut down. I'd just go, I'm done. Thank you so much. Like, they're that quick that they were so funny in the live threads. And But you also got, like, I got a little sensitive in the same way that, like, Danny Pellegrino said, like, I can't listen to all the Bravo podcast or else I'll be, like, taking ideas. And I never wanted to be, like, in the live threads then making a meme and then being like was that too close to what someone really funny said and taking credit from them that's exactly uh, why I don't watch like I honestly have cut down I've had to almost to just like mm -hmm. have original thoughts yeah being accused of that is like so insulting when your brand's your personality right and you're just like I would never like that is and you also can think of brands off the top of your head who you're like "Mm, we're flirting with the line of did you think of that oh for sure yeah so it nothing's was. worse too when somebody DMs me something obvious mm-hmm. that I post and they're like, you're welcome. <gasps> and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, let me tell you, like bachelor content, like I'm on Twitter at the same time. Like I like to tweet during it, but it's like, I'm just stream of conscious. Same with my stories. Then you can circle back to Twitter and I'll say like, even when I'm yelling at my screen, it's a lot different me yelling at my screen of being like, this man is the worst and like pitch and everything. And then me like finding the same meme that pops up really quick when I'm like, hate him. And it's Deborah Messing and Will and Grace. And it's like, (laughs) everyone used it because that's the first one that pops up. So then it becomes this whole like, well, 
I, it wasn't that original right. in that sense, but in this format, it's me. So you just get, I think, I think Twitter is the most creative space. I could like Twitter. Really? Has, I think I there's hate a Twitter. I really can lurk on Twitter. Interesting. I like the format I love though. Reddit. Reddit's my oh, poison. I I have to step back from Reddit ever so often, <laughs> like because it's like like the challenge. You're like chemtrails. When the challenge comes out, I'm always like, "What's on Reddit?" Like I'm still in like the deep darks of those things, but like, yeah, I don't know. Twitter just. I also think I like the idea. Like I post a lot more now of like just text. Yeah. M- like memes or tweets or whatever it is, because sometimes an image is like so not applicable, and right? You can't find it. I'm like, this is just a thought. Yeah, for and sometimes sure. it doesn't work, but it, Twitter, you can't grow that following. It is you, like I, I will stay at seven hundred followers on Twitter till the end of time. It's impossible. It's impossible, but it makes it so like, ooh, like I don't know if I get yeah, a few likes on a tweet. Likes. If I get like four <laughs> likes on a tweet, I'm like that one goes on Instagram. Oh, I got eleven today. Oh. I don't want to brag. <laughs> Beg your pardon. Really, that's the re- I thought the reason Whispering Aliens got taken down is because um, a somebody was hired off of like a TaskRabbit tape service to nanny for Heather Dubrow's kids, and oh, they gave an insider in. That's maybe or it was po- a Postmate or it was something. Someone like it was her phone number. Maybe it wasn't Taylor Armstrong. It was. It, it, it had inside. to do with Heather Dubrow. No, you're right. You're right. It wasn't Taylor Armstrong. And it was thrilling when it was happening. I wasn't so I wasn't in it for that. I got in the second group, but everyone would like casually bring up like. And yeah, it's just I was like, because it, it? it was that damn house she wouldn't show because she got off the housewives, and then people were like, it honestly was kind of innocuous, but it was like, oh, the champagne seller. We yeah. were like, ooh, um, but no, I think Facebook groups in and of themselves could be like a whole like mm-hmm. dive. But um, okay, it's late. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, <laughs> We've exited like four times. I know. I'm so sorry. I could talk no. to you forever. You're such a delight. You don't have work tomorrow, so I thought I'd just you know. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, you know, when you stay at like a long dinner or drinks, it's kind of great when you can just record it. Yeah. And then Honestly, uh, there's so chop- many dinners and drinks that I'm like, I wish I had that memory. You're like, this is some of my to. best content. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is. I feel you. Um, where can people find you, Lucy? I am Lucy on the ground on Instagram and on Twitter if you're over there, but that's only really for Bachelor. And then my podcast is Be Know Nothing. It probably could, could have kept the name the same, but it's Vino Nothing, and yeah, that's just everywhere podcasts are sold. Everywhere podcasts <laughs> are sold. Amazing. No, this was so fun. I uh, I started this podcast because I had zero friends that spoke my language, and I slowly found people over time digitally that liked the same things I did, and it's like so fun being in the presence of somebody who just gets it. And not only and is lives in Chicago, cr- lives Here in Chicago, are. crusading against E News, and building a low key trivia business from the ground up. And all, if I care about anything in life, it is trivia, <laughs> and I will be there. Great. So, guys, keep, stay tuned because if you're in Chicago, Lucy has these do awesome it. Housewives trivia nights, and we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be so fun. Yeah, stay and tuned. I can't wait. Steph, if it's good enough for Steph Holman, it's good enough for me. I think I peaked with that. <laughs> all right, bye.